it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. This is the Slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant, either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's 
WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stiles of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hi, this is the boy Diva Recataldo, and you're in the room with Cabby Stro and my man Brady. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network. We are live and on the air. It's VOCNation.com, and and, uh, Brady Hicks here. I am exhausted tonight, but I know you guys are going to bring the energy. I can feel it. You're going to draw it out of me, Kathy. They're like vampires, you know. It's, uh... (laughs) They're going to soak the life out of me and leave me rotting in an alley somewhere. Uh, what's going on, Kathy Fitz? How are you feeling tonight? Doing good. I was hoping to play Dominic the Donkey, but oh well. <laughs> I think you say that every year when I play this. I love <laughs> that the season. Well, you got enough donkey here in me, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the one and only maestro... <laughs> Papa Stro, how you doing, my friend? Uh, great to be here with you guys. You know, I just figured out who Retribution reminds me of. They remind me of okay. the the biker the biker gang, the Black Widows, and any which way but loose. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical. The similarities are uncanny. Yes, like like the guy. Remember the guy in the movie when he says, "You see them run when they found out who we was." Oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, our good friend Matt Grimm is back once again. Uh, Matt, don't say you're not our friend. Come on. You wouldn't keep calling in if you weren't our friend, right? No, I suppose you don't that's true. It. It's either that or I'm just a glutton for self-punishment. I'm not sure which it is. We all are to a certain extent. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, I, I don't play the Misfit 
Toys song uh, by accident. Of course, I, I consider all of our listeners to be misfit toys in a way, but we all fit in together in a lot of ways. So that that's a really good thing. And I'll, I'm excited to <laughs> talk with included. all you guys tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Some of them are just like the the boat, the the boat that won't stay afloat, you know. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. That's how you get it. Yeah, boat, 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 boat. So that that's that's the number to get in touch with us tonight. We're gonna have a great time. We really are. Actually, Kathy DC Drake is gonna be joining us on the program. He he never does interviews. That a legend of hardcore. Uh, Continental Wrestling, I guess, back in the 80s and transitioned to the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance. And he was on those early ECW shows. Uh, just just a, a tremendous fellow. I, I think I met him once at a show years ago, Kathy. Um, I doubt he'd remember me, but uh, I am excited to talk to him. Uh, this came via Joe Zanoli, actually, the, uh, the owner of the ECWA. Well, he recommended we try and get him on. There you go. Yeah. He's a good wow, guy. That's a miracle. He's a good guy. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, there's also a major announcement, or at least I thought it was going to be a major announcement, Strope, but the, the lawyers are killing us right now. I, I, I got to say. Um, <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, we, we suffered a tremendous loss this week. Uh, Bob Ryder, uh, WCW guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. just just a tremendous fellow by all accounts. Uh, he was the owner of the wrestling website, OneWrestling.com, for those who are familiar. Uh, he ran that with Bill Apter for a number of years. And um, it, 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 it's sad. And like, like I said, uh, everybody loved Bob Ryder. You, you just keep hearing all this great stuff about him. Uh, I didn't know him personally. But, again, you know, you just keep hearing all this great stuff about him. So you assume he's got to be a really great guy. Um, now, with his passing, Kathy, the mm-hmm. domain, OneWrestling.com, seems to be up in the air. We don't know what's going on with it. Um, I understand that a number of bids have been placed to the estate to try and get the property, to try and, uh, uh, you know, to try and take over OneWrestling.com. And like I said, the lawyers are getting involved in this. Uh, but the bigger news, Matt, the bigger news is that uh, re- wrestling journalist Bill Apter finds himself as a free agent. And we're negotiating to get Bill Apter on the VOC Nation. How do you like that? That'll be great. It would be amazing. This is the guy that I read when I was little, you know. Stro, it would be like, uh, who was your favorite wrestler growing up, Stro? Gorgeous George? Oh, among so many. Oh, my God. I had so many growing up that I looked up to, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, listen, like, you got to team with Jake Roberts, right? Uh, I've never got yes. to team with Bill Apter. So it would be really cool for me, the 12-year-old in me that read Pro Wrestling Illustrated and uh, found OneWrestling.com back in college, Matt. I know you looked at it a couple times, too. Uh, it would be really cool, Once you know, twice. to, uh, to yeah. get Bill Apter. But, but we got to get the lawyer. You know, the lawyers are, are working feverishly to try and get this done. So we'll have to see what happens there. I understand there's a number are, are of guys- – Properties that want it. Brady, Brady, are you guys going to do the Mega Powers handshake when he worked this out? You and Bill? Oh, I got to hope so. I, I got to hope. No and Bill, we will. No and Bill, we will. Um, and if it doesn't awesome. work out, Kathy, I suspect that he'll gorilla press me. I don't know if he could. 
but in all seriousness, no. Uh, so for those who aren't familiar, like VOC Nation, when it started out on terrestrial radio, it actually started out as one wrestling radio. It was a, a thing that Bruce Wirt started because he started, you know, doing stuff with Bill Apter. And they were the official podcast of OneWrestling.com for probably about a year, year and a half there. Um, so I, it's uh, it, it's a tremendous opportunity to kind of come full circle, work with Bill Apter again. At least it would be for Bruce. For me, it'll be a dream come true. It really would. Um, so fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's not the only announcement, Kathy, but I, I think that that's the, the closest that I can come to, like, really kind of making an announcement. Uh, we, I, we've also signed in January a, uh, a, a megastar in wrestling to do a podcast for VOC Nation. Stro, he was in WCW with you. I don't want to get into the specifics tonight because we, I, I want to firm up the details before we kind of announce everything, but I'm going to just leave that teaser right here. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're going to be adding new talent to VOC Nation in addition to possibly Bill Apter. So the website is growing by leaps and bounds. This was a huge weekend for us, actually. Uh, I, I'm not sure who kind of cares or tracks this stuff, if it's just something that Bruce and I sit and uh, you know, get our jollies met, just kind of talking about it. But uh, we broke the uh, the top 100 wrestling podcasts in iTunes this week, um, hey, which was an amazing that's a big one. That that really, and that's we're great. not talking like Podomatic, but they're like you know they're 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 only places that list their shows on Podomatic that rank that are ranked there. No, this is all of the world, all of wrestling, and uh, we were in the I, we were we got as high as I think in the 70s this this week. Um, beating out uh, podcasts from notable websites like 411 and Gerwick and other sites like that. So uh, just a tremendous, tremendous thing, and we're continuing to grow. Uh, the partnership with Megaphone has been amazing. It's helped give us exposure. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, but, I, you know, we'll get all that rah-rah stuff out of the way. I, I'm not going to – you know me, Kathy. I don't like to blow my own horn. Uh. It gets – it gets uncomfortable when you try to blow your own horn too much. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> surgically remove your lower ribs to make it happen. <laughs> you, you, uh, you need some surgery there, and I'm not doing that. Some so, surgery. Uh, <laughs> 914-338-1885. Yeah. So that's a uh... <laughs> No, thank you. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So that's the number to get in touch with us here tonight. And I see a couple callers are already lined up. I'm I'm gonna kind of assign you guys. Uh, Granny, you'll be up first when we take callers. Tora, you're number two, so stay on the line. And uh, anybody else that calls in as well, again nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. We will be taking callers uh, as soon as we're able. Uh, now, as far as the wrestling end of it, as far as the wrestling end. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's weird for me, Matt. I, I saw a, um, I saw a gif or no, I'm sorry, not a gif, a meme. I saw a meme online today mm-hmm. and they said that John Moxley and Kenny Omega, AEW's main event for the next show, um, that's going to be the next Stone Cold and Rock. Seems like a jump to me, but I could see why they would be excited. It, it's a match that I think people... Had been kind of wanting since AEW really started. 
Yeah, and we we got it early on, but I mean that was just a uh, just a teaser really of what I think the two of them could actually do if you really put them in a like a long term feud with each other. Yeah, it's um it's wild. It, it really is, and it's starting to heat up. Uh, but the anticipation is amazing. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. like when Kenny Omega came in from Japan, you know, he had all those amazing matches in New Japan. Uh, you know, he had the series with Chris Jericho, and uh, he came in, and it's like, yeah, like he had a match or two on AEW that were pretty good, but they were like the American televised matches, you know, it lasted about 15, 20 minutes, uh, and it was over, and they went to commercial, and, and that was it. I believe, if I remember correctly, the one that he was involved in had a lot of interference and stuff like that, the one that he had with Moxley. So, like, this will be his opportunity on pay-per-view to just go out there and go, which I don't – to my to my understanding or at least my recollection, um, he hasn't really had that opportunity in a singles match yet. No, I mean, the, his best stuff was in that tag team with Adam Page. Um, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and they put together some great, great matches, but – yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. And, I mean, on on the flip side of that, Moxley has quietly become one of the best promos in wrestling. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I, he has. Like, just his straightforward, no-nonsense, like, even the way he reacted to Omega last week after he beat the hell out of him. Um, just, like, the whole thing about how, like, you know, you, you, you had to go and, and – uh, tick me off. I'll say that instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it just, it's just subtle. And it's like, he's so far removed from like the Dean Ambrose character at this point. And, and like the guy who was getting distemper shots in his butt where, I mean, it's kind of funny, <laughs> but I, right. like no doctor would give a human being a distemper shot. Like, it, like it, that, yeah. they just wouldn't do that. So, yeah, I mean, it was one of those things that just kind of stretched the bounds of reality a, a little too much, and I'm glad they no moved No more gas him. mask. No, no more gas mask, and, and, like, saying that the crowd smells, and that's why he wears a gas mask. Like, <laughs> that was dumb. Like, I, I prefer this guy. I prefer this guy a lot more. This is his best work since he was doing the stuff with AJ Styles and James Ellsworth, if not better. I like I'm that on board with I that. I still think yeah, yeah. I I think this is his best. <laughs> I think this is I, right now. I think he's better than he was at any point in his WWE career. Uh, now, from what I love to uh, Kathy, I, I, you're good. You're gonna kill me for saying it, and I know he listens to everything and he watches everything, and he'll probably attack me online tomorrow. Uh, but am I the only one that's sick and tired of Taz? I mean, like the dude is about four foot tall. He jumps people from behind. I don't know. Like, the whole thing. He runs his mouth, and it's like, Kathy, come on. Really? Look, look, I've known Taz a long time. I'm playing the fifth on anything to do with Taz. <laughs> I just feel like, you know. <laughs> you all have little heart desires. He's not touching me, okay? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I bugging me for a while, probably since the Impact days, and I used to love him like on commentary in WWE uh, I loved him when he was a wrestler in WWE, I, I tolerated him in ECW, but yeah, now this this whole fake bravado thing they got, I don't know, what's he got to be so angry about, and why should I be scared? I remember in Tough Enough, Matt, he was like, getting in people's faces yelling, and I'm just thinking like 
I would pay good money to see one of these kids just turn around and cold cock them. It would be amazing. I, I mean, look, it, it eventually reaches a point where it's like, look, I'm not saying that somebody's not, not a tough guy, but you're how old, and the person you're mouthing off to is how old and how much taller than you and how much heavier than you. I mean, do the math. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's I like yeah. Taz, and yeah. I mean, I like them in ECW, and his gimmick hasn't really changed over the years. He's still, you know, this brooding, angry dude. The, the whole, you know, he's got his whole FTW thing, and um, I, I mean, I would kind of like to hear Brian Cage and Ricky Starks talk for themselves a little bit more, and not yeah. have Taz just automatically be their mouthpiece. I think. I guess that's really where my issue with it is, is, is it's not so much Taz. It's that I'd kind of like to see uh, instead of Taz being in the driver's seat and having the rest of the kids be in the back of the van, I yeah. kind of like all of them to be in the front, like get a bench seat and put all four of them in the front seat. I was going to say he should be more like, uh, like what they're doing with um, uh, Tully Blanchard, you know, like he's there. He'll say some stuff. But the revival are the ones talking, not him. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I mean, yeah, I I think there's always the trap that people fall that not people, but wrestlers can fall into. Of you know, I mean, unless your mic skills are really poor, you're gonna have to talk for yourself a little bit. Um, yeah, once in a while. Uh, by the way, I thought it was a crazy like strategic error. Um, for Hobbs to go in that group, considering he's bigger than Brian Cage, uh, it just seemed a little odd. Wow, yeah, Brady, you're making all kinds of friends tonight. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's not like AEW has given us any interviews. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, it just I think... seemed a little odd. I just think if Hobbs got put next to Cody Rhodes all the time for a bunch of tag matches, that Hobbs would have been more likely to get lost in the shuffle. Probably. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably. know. Maybe it's a good thing. So uh, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. There's all that we can talk about. I'm sure that there's more. I'm just kind of scanning the newswire. It's been a, a kind of a quiet week. Um, it was quietly reported. Did Alberto Del Rio's ex-girlfriend, the one who claimed he assaulted her and all that stuff, uh, she stepped back on everything, Matt. Uh, she's saying that none of that happened. Which is interesting. Really? Uh, but she went into really? great detail. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I taking back everything in May that she's called the cops and got the former champ arrested for brutally beating and sexually assaulting her. That doesn't sound like something that you uh, predetermined to me. That's uh, bizarre. Like, yeah. Especially given his reputation. Yeah. I wonder like, if like, like, he somehow got to her and intimidated her into, like, saying it never happened. I don't know. According to investigators... Uh, okay, I'm going to go through it. The police report states that he slapped her across the head... Slapped her again, 
took her to his downstairs bedroom and slapped her eight, uh, eight more times. Okay, so that's ten times now he slapped her. He, she was forced to put on a dress and dance for him, but she refused, prompting him to warn her not to cry or he'd take his, her son and drop him in the middle of the road somewhere. Rodriguez then allegedly tied the woman's hands with boxing straps, put a sock in her mouth, and sexually assaulted her for several hours using several objects. According to investigators, he also punched her in the back during the assault, causing visible injuries. The victim told detectives she did not remember much after he placed his hands around her throat. Rodriguez was eventually charged by blah, 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 uh, aggravated assault, kidnapping, sexual assault, awaiting trial. Uh, It's not known if the charges were dropped. Yeah, no, it sounds to me like something you could just be totally mistaken about, and you just, you miss it, as they say. That's cue into law and order music. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the kind of thing that, like, that's going to leave marks. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's not something that you could just say, like, you know, like, yeah, she, like, smacked her backside or something as she was walking past them. Like, uh, yeah, this is something that's going to, like, leave physical injuries. She didn't trip and do it to herself. No, you don't. This kind of stuff wouldn't happen by, like, you know, tripping over a step or something like that. No, 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 no. So it's just crazy to me that she would step back on everything? Uh, it's crazy to me that any woman would associate with him at this point, given his, <laughs> re- you know, if they know anything about him ahead of time. Like, he doesn't have the greatest reputation in terms of, you know, uh, treating women well. I mean, so far, the only person I know that's ever gotten the upper hand on Alberto Del Rio is Dustin. That's it. Oh, that time, yeah, because he had to fight him over... Yeah, he uh, roughed her up. Yeah. Over Paige. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Uh, you know, train train fighter, but yeah. (laughs) Yep. That checks out. Uh, (laughs) He survived a lot, actually, Dustin has. It's amazing. If you think about it, yeah. Oh, he's made out of Teflon. um, Like, nothing sticks to him. What, what was it? He had a car accident or something, and he was in a coma. But he called last week and forgot to mention that. I, I'm guessing he's all better now. <laughs> remember when he's that, like remember, the, yeah. go, go he's the human embodiment. He's the he is the human embodiment, like the real world embodiment of like Arnold Schwarzenegger from John like the Cena. '80s movies. Like yeah, like, <laughs> com- like Commando Cena. and Predator. Like <laughs> he do? probably fought an alien in the, in the oh, jungle geez. at some point and like killed it. Yeah. And then went and like yeah. had sex with Paige afterwards. Like like it's it's incredible. Do you remember when the black guy with the test? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember um, when there, there was a there was a person of color with a tattoo on his face who shot Dustin in the face and he survived that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He shot him. Yeah. Wait, that's isn't, isn't that the plot of Commando? <laughs> they must have been blank. That's why. That's why I missed the call. You guys got to call in more because I'm running out of material here. I'm, I'm going through stuff six years ago. You got to give me more. Nine one four three two eight eighteen eighty five. Did you know that Jerry Springer is doing like a people's court kind of show? Yeah. That's, That's crazy. Old. He's not even he's not <laughs> he really a judge. Yeah, he is. 
Uh, I told Kelly he's the only one qualified to marry the two of us. <laughs> Can you imagine? You amazing. I loved it when Doctor Evil was on the show. <laughs> Doctor Evil, that was tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> I got oh, your hood. Man. I got your hood. The world is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. There's a local wrestler around here, uh, Crazy Ivan who was on that show before portraying like a KKK guy. And all the fans were throwing chairs at him and stuff, and he took off his mask and he's screaming at him. It was the most amazing piece of of television ever. Uh, Well, Bobby Starr was on it, too. Was he? Bobby Starr, yeah. What did he uh, do? Earl. Earl the Pearl. I forget that. Earl the Pearl Pearl was on there from all the MCW guys. That's funny. Because Steve, I guess they filmed down there, right? Well, Steve, the bodyguard, he was yeah. trained to be a wrestler, and he and he trained at MCW right. for a little bit. I remember hearing Don't about that. Me. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, I heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to see what else here. What else? Uh, Leon Ruff got engaged The new NXT North American champion Aja Pereira actually We've had her on the show before She's a, She was a great independent wrestler She did the Super 8 for ECWA before And, and more recently she's in NXT As a referee uh, So congratulations to them um, Looks like Braun Strowman is out with a knee injury I guess that's why uh He's probably not going to be part of the next pay-per-view, even though they were saying he was probably going to be challenging for that title. They'll probably push that back to, like, the Royal Rumble or something now. No. I don't know. And that's it, really. really? There's, there's not a whole lot out there tonight. It's uh, kind of a quiet night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what it is, Matt? It's a silent night. <laughs> it is It is a silent night. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be snow everywhere in a little while. Uh, oh, please. Before you know it, it's getting colder. It is getting colder. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, I... It's not dandruff either. I, no, no, it's not. Uh, listen, I got to pause this nonsense, and believe me, it is nonsense, but it's fun. Uh, but we'll be taking your calls on the other side, guys. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. But right now, actually, I don't want to keep him waiting. We have a very special guest on the line. Uh, he is the one and only uh, DC Drake. Now, of course, uh, Continental Wrestling in the eighties and uh, the, the the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance, the early days of ECW. Uh, this guy is like a, a father of hardcore wrestling and, and independent wrestling in the Philadelphia area. Uh, DC Drake, so happy to bring you on the line. How you doing, man? How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. Thank you, and thanks for having me. <laughs> We're very excited to have you. We are. Kathy has been blushing all night long. She uh, she can't stop talking about you because uh, it, uh, it, it's just it's been uh, such a long time. I know. Too long. I, I don't even want to think about how many years ago it was. That's, oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I know I did. I believe I met you at a, when they kind of redid the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance probably 10 or 15 years ago. 
Uh, I believe I met you at one of those shows, but that was a long time ago. Uh, tell us about some of the stuff. Like, you know, what what have you been up to? I mean, you're you're retired now and everything. Uh, how how is uh what what do you got going on in your life? Well, I mean, I when I left wrestling, I uh, you know I went back to a job I had. I was I have I have a master's degree in psychology, and I was a licensed clinician in Massachusetts and an administrator at a hospital. Uh, I worked with uh, HIV AIDS patients, and um, you know that was the work I did in Boston at a hospital. Now I retired from that, and now I'm working with attorneys and um, elder law attorneys, and we're doing. Uh, I, I do the website for them. I do a lot of speaking for them. I'm also the host of a radio program in Providence, along with uh, Attorney R.J. Connolly, who is a certified elder law attorney. And that's what I wow. do now. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty diverse, but uh, a long way from professional wrestling. I was going to say, now, uh, do those guys know about your wrestling roots? They do. And um, it's kind of funny when, you know, they, they go to work with a suit on and they look at some of the pictures and they have a hard time making the two of those meet. But uh, it's okay. I mean, it's it's a good conversation piece. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, now, what is more cutthroat? Is it, is it the legal profession or is it professional wrestling? Now, now you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> I, think, I, I don't think wrestling has anything on the legal profession, I hate to say. There you go. Wow. Okay, well, that's something. That's something right there. Uh, now, you mentioned, um, and I'm not sure like how much people know about your personal life, uh, but you mentioned the work with HIV patients that you did. And I know that... Um, I believe it was your ex-wife actually contracted HIV. It's a, it's a horrible situation and a horrible disease and everything. Um, I can't even imagine the pain that you must have gone through in your life. Well, I mean, at that point, um, she had – honestly, she had left me. I got in custody of the kids. Uh, she contracted and then came back, and I dealt with that for a bit with her and uh, until she mm-hmm. passed. And it was kind of funny because I didn't get into working with HIV patients. Because of that, I actually stumbled into it. I actually got into the work as a drug and alcohol counselor. Okay. And, um, but because, you know, people with drug addictions ended up with HIV a lot, you know, I, I ended up moving into that and took a position at a hospital in Boston, you know, running the, the program there. And um, that's where wow. I retired from. Oh, that's pretty so cool. Was, I mean, that that's uh, that's really admirable. Well, you know, it's something I enjoy doing. I, you know, we all find things in life we enjoy doing, and that was mine. And you know, I'm no better than anybody else for what I did. I just like what I did and like the people I work with. And you know, everybody's job's important, and that's the way I look at life. Well, you you kind of like mentioned like making a difference, and obviously, like a lot of kids. Uh, look up to professional wrestlers, you know, and it's something that like almost like hero status for them in a way. Uh, But you mentioned kind of like doing like the drug and alcohol counseling and all that kind of stuff and like really kind of making a difference kind of stuff. Is that important to you to like kind of make a difference in people's lives? Um, I'm not, you know, again, I don't set out to make a difference. What I set out to do is to give people the information that I have and, uh, if I do help them along the way, that's great. But I don't see myself as doing that. It's up to the individual. Everybody makes their own choices. 
And that's the way I, when I worked in as a counselor too, I, I, I never looked at myself as saving anybody. People save themselves. The only thing I ever did to people were give them the tools they needed, encourage them. But in the end, if they made it, they did it on their own, not because of me. And that's the reality of life. Because You know, one of the things I used to teach, you know, again, as a supervisor, I used to teach young counselors coming through, you know, remember one thing that if you're going to take credit for saving someone's life, then you also have to take responsibility if they don't succeed. And no one would to be wow. put in that position. So it's wow, always up to the deep. individual. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, now, uh, DC, like, do you ever, obviously, you had a, a very long and um, very well-known in the area kind of wrestling career uh, locally, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, all that. Um, do you ever look back on your time as a wrestler, and, and, and uh, is there anything that kind of jumps out at you memory-wise is like something that just, you know, was as good as it could get for you at the time? Well, there's a couple things. You know, prior to um, TW with the Tri-State Wrestling, uh, yeah. I was, you know, I had National Wrestling Federation. And I was a TV producer for them, instrumental in really starting up the organization with Bob Raskin. Um, we actually had our television, at, our television product at the time was beginning to go nationwide. We had television in foreign countries. Uh, we actually wrestled during the time with the National Wrestling Federation. I wrestled in all 48 states. I wrestled overseas. Uh, and uh, so that stood out. When the National Wrestling Federation fell apart, um, I was kind of heartbroken about that because we really had, you know, we really had a lot of good stuff going for us. We had a lot of top stars working for us, Sergeant Slaughter, Bruiser Brody. Um, but then, you, you know, there were a lot of creative differences. There was arguments about money at the top, and that's what really made that fall apart. At that point, I started up another organization called Pro Star Championship Wrestling. Yeah. And after about a year or two, I was, I was it. I was burned out, and I walked away from it. But then when Joel Goodhart opened up, and that's where I went with him. And then, what more can I say about that than you know, Larry Winters, Larry and I. You know, that's what really jumped out at me, that my feud with Larry and the matches that we had. Well, I, I definitely want to talk about the stuff that you did with Larry, but i got to ask you, uh, from your perspective, uh, obviously you've done both. You, you've been uh, a promoter of sorts. You've certainly uh, worked a lot behind the scenes, and you've also uh, been very active in the ring as well. Um, to kind of look back on it, is there one that you kind of preferred over the other? I actually, I actually preferred behind the scenes. Honestly, I preferred the creative piece of it. You know, I was the okay. booker for the NWF. I was the TV producer. I went in and did the editing in the, at a studio in Philadelphia. Uh, so really, my fingerprints are all over that television show, all over the the, sh- the matches itself. And uh, one of the problems I had there is because I was so busy, you know, behind the scenes. When I got in the ring, that part suffered. And I really ended up with a lot of injuries because you're in the ring working. At the same time, you're thinking about the matches that follow. You're thinking about, you know, what's the TV look like? I'd run back into the truck and check that out. So, Uh, um, you know, your mind's not where it should be sometimes. So I don't think I really flourished or really grew as a wrestler in the ring itself um, because of that. 
but behind the scenes, if I had to, if I had to make a choice, it would have been working in the on the creative end. I, I really enjoyed that. Well, Ed, that makes sense. Like that, you know, if you're in the ring and you got all this other stuff in your mind, it's easy to get distracted for sure. Whereas, like backstage, you're kind of focused on everybody else. That that makes a lot of sense. And I guess I never really thought about it uh, from that perspective. Uh, you mentioned Larry Winters, and you guys had some uh, crazy uh, matches. You also had some crazy, I'm going to say, fights, for lack of a better. Uh, word there. What was it with the intensity with with him in particular? What what uh what made those uh those conflicts so special? Uh, you know, I, I'm not quite sure. Other than we actually felt, I, I think we both had the same mentality that you know we wanted to give people 100 percent all the time, no matter what it was. We were very creative in what we put together, and I hate I hate even talking about it like that today, but. You know, yeah. thinking about some of the matches we had, and I remember one of the first ones we had was at, um, I think it was McGonagall Hall. Is that the name of it on uh, in Temple University? <laughs> yeah, where, yeah. Where Larry, Larry tossed me off the balcony. Is the balcony? Oh, yeah. yes. I can't even imagine. Uh, <laughs> and that was, I did see pictures of that. Yeah. I remember reading that. I think it was Bill Lafter putting a magazine. It was either him or George Napolitano, but they said – that match will change wrestling history forever. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. But, you know, again, understanding that when it happened, I knew what I was doing. I knew where I was going. And, you know, there was nothing ever done that was reckless. Well, I mean, any reluctance when you're kind of hanging off the edge like that? Are you thinking maybe we should uh, rethink this whole thing? Well, at that point, <laughs> at that point, it's kind of late. <laughs> Not so. going back. <laughs> But that you know that was my character. That was the, that's who I that was the character sure, I portrayed. Sure. Now there was one night though, and I can tell you what one of the things where it fell apart. I was with National Wrestling Federation, and I was working with um, with Larry, and I think it was in Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, but I'm not sure. And we were up in up into the uh, bleachers. So prior to the match, I went down and I said, you know, I'm I'm going to take a bump off the bleachers, and I looked down between the bleachers. Everything was clear down there. Well, when we got up there and he tossed me off, between the time I looked and the time we had the match, they had brought some volleyball nets in and some pipes oh, that no. they, <laughs> they put down there. When I landed, <laughs> I, I my feet went out from under me. I landed. I broke my tailbone. Oh, my God. And, I, and let me tell you, that was one of the most painful injuries they ever had. And they had to sit in that little donut oh. for <laughs> like three months. And, uh, you can't yeah, sit was... comfortably. I, I broke mine like an old man falling down the steps. I, I not oh, yeah. the same thing at all, believe me. But yeah, I know I, I, I can empathize with that. Uh, well, it doesn't no, matter. It like the... <laughs> doesn't matter how, right? You're right. It, I, um, I mean... it does. But like, just considering like the magnitude of some of those injuries and stuff, what was it about hardcore wrestling that made you think like, this is what I'm going to do? Or did it just kind of find you more? Well, when when I was looking for National Wrestling Federation, I wanted to put together a combination of hardcore and, you know, just normal wrestling that people were used to. I didn't want to go totally hardcore with that. and um, But I noticed that it was something new and people were interested in it. And, again, I didn't want to go too far either. I mean, I didn't want to go to the point of having thumbtacks and all that stuff in the ring. We just wanted, I just wanted to give them something a little 
bit more edgy than what they were used to seeing, especially at the time, mm-hmm. if you remember, um, at the time we're talking about the 1980s now, what Vince was given people with the World Wrestling Federation, it wasn't anything near that initially. So this right. was all something new for the Northeast, and you know, it, people really seemed to enjoy it. So it, it sort of grew out of that. And I was going to say, like, the whole mindset, uh, apart from in the WWF, everything seemed to be changing. I mean, you you had that violent stuff going on in Puerto Rico, and obviously Bruiser Brody uh, in Japan or, or Puerto Rico or wherever the case may be. And in Philadelphia, you know, you reference, like, you falling off the balcony and you're changing wrestling in a way. Uh, did you have any idea at the time how much things would change in the direction of kind of what ECW and what ECW ended up doing? I I didn't think it would go that far, and um, okay. Again, to me, it it was about making sure nobody got hurt. You know, to portray what we had to portray to give them a little bit more of an edgier product, but not to see people get hurt, you know, people get crippled, or end up with huge, you know, scars down their back or their legs. It was more about a more edgier edgier product for the fans. And okay. I was kind of surprised when, uh, you know, I did a show, I came back and I did a match with ECW. And I, I, I forget what year it was, but I, I worked with Cactus Jack. 95, I believe. Was it I 95? That's when they, I, you might be right. That's when I did that thing with uh, Terry Funk. Yeah. He yeah. was, uh, he was in a dumpster. And so. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great angle. I came out with woman. <laughs> and um, Jack beats me, and then uh, Funk attacks Jack, and then Tommy Dreamer and I fought, and on the way back, you know, uh, we fought back to the locker room, and then Paul asked me at that point if I wanted to do a, a program with Tommy, but what I was seeing at the time, it was just, number one, I was older, and yeah, uh, I had my other career outside the ring, and I just said, I, you know, that's not for me anymore. Well, kind of looking back at, you know, that stuff that you were doing there, you know, with, with Cactus and those other guys, uh, was it a lot different than when you had kind of left originally uh, toward the end of the TWA, early ECW? Oh, yeah. Well, Joel had some pretty good matches, too. I mean, Joel did some stuff, in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the Civic Center in Philadelphia where I think it was Jack that got a bottle busted over his head. And so there was some pretty crazy stuff going on there. Um. Then when they came back and they started seeing what was going on with, with EC, it, it had really gotten to the point to me that was just there was just a niche audience with that, and I, I don't think it would have drew the kind of crowd that Vince was was drawing. You know, maybe ECW would always get their two thousand or three thousand, but you're never mm-hmm. gonna. I I don't think you're going to get a big crowd because there's just so much. The, the violent aspect of it was just too much. No, that makes sense, and I've heard, I've heard that before where, like, ECW kind of had this feeling on how far they could go because it was really just kind of a very catered niche kind of thing, you know, as opposed yeah. to, like, you know, yeah, what WWE was doing or WWF or whatever. Um, and, again, how far, uh, how far do you go? I, I you know, Well, for a while there, it seemed like pretty far, so. That's what I mean. I mean, you can only, you know, if you give – how far can you go before you know you start giving people death? You know, and it, it got to the point where it has to stop somewhere, and and unfortunately that's where it ended up stopping at, and that's why I think they started losing an audience because you can only go so far, and that's it. Yeah. 
Well, kind of looking back, you know, you were talking about the, the cool days of the TWA and Joel Goodhart and all that stuff. Uh, did you realize at the time how kind of special that would be? I did not at the beginning. But okay. then um, when I started working the shows for him and having, the you know, the crowd there, and I remember that there was that one guy in the front. I don't remember his name, the, the hat guy. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we used to come out. I used to grab his hat and stomp on it and, and then there was another fan there. He had a glass eye. Now, when I played with the fans, you know, it was just uh, playing with them. <laughs> there was no, yeah. there was absolutely no, no um, animosity. I mean, I enjoyed. I, I wanted them to have a hundred percent. I wanted them to leave there having a great time. And there okay. was a guy with a glass eye, and I remember coming out, and he was on me the whole night, and I started calling him Crystal. So, <laughs> so he shows up at another show. And I, I said, hey, Crystal, how you doing? And he's getting mad. And finally, I get a, a letter in the mail. I open it up, and it's a picture he sent me. He has his eye out. He's got it in his hand, holding it up to the camera. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll oh, never forget that, yeah. <laughs> but those were the kind of fans I loved them. You know, they were great. Fan mail. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. great. <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. Uh, now, you're talking about these special connections that you made with the fans. And obviously, that's something that – is much easier to do kind of on the, the 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 local level, you know, as opposed to like being with one of the big televised companies. Um, did it ever kind of bother you that you never really caught on with like WWF or WCW or anything like that? Oh, I had I had opportunity to go to Japan, and oh, I did. Mm-hmm. I went there with with Savoldi several times, the Philippines. Um, I was asked to go different places. I, I never, I never wanted to, to be honest with you. Okay. I had a career, I had a career outside of wrestling, and even when I worked for NWF, you know, and I was a champion. And the reason why I was a champion not because of ego, but because I was there every night, and it was easier for me to be there. I was part of the organization. You could count on me being there. Whereas we made Slaughter champion, or we made Brody champion, or Jules Strongo champion. They may be someplace else next month. You know, they could be back with WWF. They could be back. They yeah. could be in WCW. So I was there. But one of the things I always made sure of, I never wanted those guys to look bad. I had a career outside of wrestling that I could always go to. Some of those guys only had wrestling. So when we worked our, our shows, I mean, I never wanted anybody to put me over. I never, you know, we would always have something where they always look good. To me, you know, I respected the wrestling business. I respected the guys that did it full-time and had that as a career. Very cool. That That, that is very cool. Uh, now, you know, you mentioned kind of traveling overseas. Uh, is it a lot different performing for an international crowd than it is here? It's different in a number of different ways. Um, the second time I was in the Philippines, I was uh, – after the crowd, I went out. After the crowd, I tried to, you know, the same behavior I did in, in the United States, but I went after them and actually started a riot. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, it wasn't good. We got into the bus. They started, they actually started moving the bus, tried to tip the bus over. And when I got back to the hotel, um, the police came on to arrest me. Oh, and, God. you know, I, I, don't, I don't think they quite grasped the fact of, that it was a show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at that point, I learned down the, the, the tone of that a little bit because it's a much different culture. Um, some people took it much more seriously than we did in this country. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a different audience. And it's also crazy. a different culture. 
Yeah. Now, like, <laughs> I would say so. Uh, now, like, you kind of jumped the gun on my next question, though, but, like, have you ever kind of felt unsafe in the ring? Obviously, outside of the ring, you you, uh, you caused a riot. <laughs> yeah. Um, from the fans, from fans, you mean unsafe from fans? Yeah, or? that's what I mean, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, I never, it never Like, really... you hear, like, crazy, like, yeah, you hear, like, crazy, like, stabbing stories or, like, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, well, have no, you ever I had got, anything like got, that? Yeah, I got stabbed in the leg. Oh, my God. And, um. <laughs> Sorry. So I'm, I can look at the scar right now. It got me right at the top of the calf. And when somebody pulled it down, thankfully the boot pulled it out. So it didn't really gash all the way down. Um, we had another show. and I, I worked over in uh, Nigeria. And this was another, I don't even what to call that. I went over there. The promoter took our passports. And... While I was there, supposedly, the promoter got killed. Um, he was robbed. Supposedly, was robbed. All the money that was taken from the from the uh, the, mat, the shows, the passports were gone. Oh, we had God. to go to the yeah, we had to go to the uh, <laughs> uh, the consul, American consul, and try to get our way back. There was no money. I strongly doubt that the promoter was killed. I think it was just a, uh, you know, we're not going to pay you. Made off with your money, yeah, and Make, your passport. With the money. But at least I had a round yeah. trip ticket back, so that was a good thing. But um, well, okay, at least you had that. That's good. Talk about yeah, that was Kathy, kind of Talk about a Nigerian nightmare. Uh, <laughs> that's a that's amazing. Uh, have you ever? I mean, obviously, you've done a whole lot in your career, and and it sounds like you've lived an absolutely amazing life in the ring. Um, any regrets? Anything you would have changed or done differently? Well, you know, I made a lot of mistakes um, in terms of some people I trusted. Um, you know, I think that's everybody when you go into business sometimes. And I don't think wrestling sure. really is much different than anything else. You really have to be smart. You know, when I first got into the business, of course, I was a little bit naive. I, start, I started in the business, you know, I was trained by Tito Torres. I worked for him. I worked for Savoldi. And at that point, I said, you know what, I'm going to open up my own thing. And I didn't really have the experience at that point to do it, but I was able to get a TV station to, to work with me. And, you know, during that whole thing, there was a lot of mistakes I made with people I associated with and deals I made. And, you know, probably if I look back, getting a little bit more experience before I went out on my own probably would have been a thing that I would say I, I should have done. Okay. Uh, now, you know, you you mentioned doing the radio show, and obviously you have a little bit of a social media presence, or at least you have a Facebook. Um, if people, I mean, first of all, tell people a little bit more about, you know, the, the show that you're doing and uh, maybe where people can find you online. Okay, well, the, the radio show is uh, it's on WPRV 790 in Providence, Rhode Island. And, again, okay. it's heard in Martha's Vineyard. It's heard in uh, Connecticut. But really, that show is not about wrestling. It's all about, you know, we. it's about elder law. But we also mm-hmm. have a lot of stuff about senior health issues. So we have doctors on, like, uh, this Thursday we have a neurologist on that's going to be talking about dementia. So we do a lot of stuff for seniors with the elderly. And uh, okay. I really enjoy that, that piece of it. In terms of, um, you know, social media, yeah, I got the Facebook page. 
I, I talk about wrestling a little bit, but again, most of it is geared towards what I do now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, if you, if you went to our website, um, it's ConnollyLaw.com, and uh, again, you see, I run the website. I do all the the blog postings, uh, and the fact that you know we do also have bios of all the people that work there. If you go there, you'll see. I have a bio, and I got wrestling on it, even though it's a, it's a law firm. <laughs> I got my pictures of wrestling, and one of the pictures is I is where I got the star Billy Graham choking him with a towel out of the match in Perfect. Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love yeah, it. So, I'm looking yeah, at it so now. Yeah, it works out. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> what a great way to uh, kind of merge your uh, your passions there. That 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 is really cool and uh, absolutely amazing stuff. Um, thank you so much. For the time tonight, oh, uh, DC. It was my I, I did pleasure. appreciate it. We, uh, we really had a great having time. Uh, okay, thank you having me. Okay, thank you so much. Before we let you go, could I, could I ask you a favor before we let you go? Sure. Uh, so uh, we were wondering if you'd be able to uh, record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning mm-hmm. of the show in the future. Would sure. that be okay? That'd cool. be fine. Um, so the name of the show is In the Room. Uh, you know, Just tell people who you are. Tell them they're listening to In the Room. However you want to craft it. I mean, you were the master. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, whenever you're ready, sir. Okay. Hi, everyone. This is DC Mad Dog Drake. And I want to remind everyone to listen to In the Room. When, when's it on? Oh, my goodness. I should have asked you. Uh, it's uh, Tuesday night. Okay. Should I do it again? Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank Sorry you. about that. No, I wasn't sure fine. if you want more than, just, more than just Tuesday night. No, so, no. Okay. I mean, if you just tell people who you are and they're listening to In the Room, it's fine, really. Okay. Hi, everyone. Yeah. This is DC Mad Dog Drake, and I want to remind everyone that you're listening to In the Room every Tuesday night. Thank you so much, DC. I appreciated it, and we had a great time. And so did I. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The uh, the one and only Mad Dog uh, DC Drake, and uh, I definitely recommend if you guys kind of came in late on that one, please be sure to uh, check it out. It'll be up in the archives as soon as we go off the air tonight, so be sure to go back and listen. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break right now, Kathy. The phone lines are filling up, so we're going to have plenty of entertainment at our disposal. Of course, we're going to have a great time as well talking to you guys. Uh, 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we will be right This back. is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern and In the Room. Featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro, both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archived free content includes past interviews 
with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We've excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what... What we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOCNation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at vocnation.com. 
and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOT Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of...
All right, uh, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, uh, the island of misfit toys. I can't wait to uh, to talk with all of my favorite toys. But uh, before we do that, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. And before we go to the calls, uh, before we introduce Ray Bogus, yes, Ray, I give you a second billing again. I didn't mean to. This is all just very stream of consciousness type stuff here. Uh, Stro, what do you got going on this week, man? Oh, man. Uh, this, this Thursday night, <laughs> uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, WCW Retro Podcast, we will be discussing wrestling's greatest commentators and interviewers. I'm really excited to jump on that topic this Thursday. And uh, Then um, Friday night, my sci-fi horror show, The Stroh Zone, at midnight Eastern Standard Time, facebook.com slash Stroh the Maestro, the feature, double feature actually, this Friday night. Uh, first, the first feature will be Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, and the second feature will be <laughs> Billy the Kid versus Dracula. So join us for that double feature. It's gonna be really cool. I sense a theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Great stuff. Great stuff. You're talking commentators, and Ray, I can only assume uh, you're not listing Taz in your favorite list of commentators. I I, I have to assume that. I, I'm only playing, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I took shots at Taz tonight, so I fully expect to get attacked from behind when I get off Taz the air. Taz might call in, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I would what love matters it. Is when? It would be worth provoking. What matters is what matters is when. Well, he, you know, any the, the word provoking that that kind of implies like thought of some kind, like, and that's so that's just not gonna. <laughs> yeah be applicable no. here. No, none none whatsoever. My thing is that I, I would hope that, that if I'm going to get attacked from behind by Taz, I would hope that he doesn't attack me like in the shower. I would I would want to be attacked someplace else. And Kathy's here. Hi, oh Kathy. God. I'm sorry that we just said those words in uh. front of you because you're a nice lady and the rest of us are on this show for whatever reason. Men? Just not sure how it came to I don't. No, I don't. Neither, <laughs> neither do I. Neither do I. So, um. <laughs> how are so, we? Oh, we're good. We're good. Um, lots to be thankful for. It was a great Thanksgiving, by the way. It was uh, very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Usually, Ray. I hate Thanksgiving. Uh, Kathy, I've been saying this for years. I hate Thanksgiving, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Because normally, um, if I go over to my parents and have dinner, I get to go over and, you know, I do some stuff, help them out, move furniture, whatever the hell I got to do. It it feels like every Sunday I got to do something. And then we eat dinner, and then I go home. Well, on Thanksgiving, Kathy, it feels like a regular Sunday, except I got to work extra hard for my dinner. I got to help out in the kitchen. I got to help every way conceivable just to have dinner that I would have any other night of the week. I hate Thanksgiving, but this year was a good year. I did enjoy it. And I can, I can hear my mom crying from here because I said, I hate Thanksgiving. It's just dinner. (laughs) It's just dinner. You know what? I have dinner every night. You, the kind of, no, you don't. First of all, no, you don't. You eat Little Caesars like <laughs> three times a week. Um, you don't. You don't eat dinner. Um, come on, <laughs> stop lying to the stop lying to the listeners. 
Uh, and Sometimes you just I have more than one dinner watch, a night. And you and you watch nothing but New Japan Pro Wrestling. And no, uh, that's Steve. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, 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 so, uh, um, uh, 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 that's how I feel about about wrestling right now because WWE doesn't really do survive. They don't do Survivor Series the way that. It used to be a big deal, and now it's not, and so we're kind of in that weird month-long stretch where you're sort of just waiting for the Royal Rumble, and why would you risk Braun Strowman at this point for a match that isn't going to matter when January is going to come around and matches are going to start to matter? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I agree, and I, I don't – I mean, having not seen Raw last night, I assume Braun Strowman – isn't back yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's all good. I mean, beyond the one-off match at a pay-per-view, they probably don't have any major plans for him this year. They'll well, they'll just do the well, Drew McIntyre match and... in January or February. See, I, I had a similar thought, and... I mm-hmm. kind of wondered if maybe they're hoping that sooner rather than later they can start going into more populated stadiums and mm-hmm. take more advantage of him. Because you know a lot of this has just been holding pattern until they can get crowds. Wait, you mean take advantage of Braun Strowman in a crowd? Well, take advantage of a crowd reaction from things Braun Strowman would do. I got you. Because I was like, I can't think of, like, the crowd really caring about Braun Strowman, but I guess they do. If you were saying Drew McIntyre, it'd be like, yeah, like, (laughs) this guy deserves a shot with the crowd because he was over Uh, before the crowd went away. Wow. Uh, Braun made the Brady Hicks list tonight. I know. I'm like Triple H, man. I got my shovel out. I'm burying everybody. (laughs) We we haven't talked about the burying shovel in months. (laughs) No, we haven't. (laughs) We haven't. Oh, man. It's coming, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Braun Strowman, crowd. Like, if you said Drew McIntyre, like I said, like, the guy deserves a run with the title in front of a crowd. And I don't usually use the word deserves because there aren't a whole lot of people that deserve things. But he basically had that experience of his first and second championship taken away from him because he's doing it in empty arenas still. It's horrible. Hey, Drew, Brady Hicks is putting you over tonight. Relish it. Yeah, because you don't know when I'm going to turn on you. Be like Taz, I'm going to jump on your back. <laughs> What's going on, Granny? Granny, oh, not much. back once again. How you doing? How was Thanksgiving? I'm okay. It was good. 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 Um, you reminded me because you called into uh, WCW Retro. Stro, I tried to call into WCW Retro. I was over at my parents, uh, but I just missed you. You were playing the music, and Malcolm was rambling about old shows or something. What? You guys were off the air. 
at that point. So <laughs> sorry I missed you. Sorry I missed you too, Granny. It was a very nice Thanksgiving. That's okay. Yeah, it was good. I how, mean, we had a good time. So you, how was your mom? Everything good? Yeah, she's good. So my cousin's doing good. So everybody's good. So good, good, good. Been watching wrestling? Uh, not really. Everybody sounds so down tonight, Ray. Am I like, is it me taking tranquilizers or is it everybody else? No, everyone sounds kind of depressed. I don't know. It's a good, like, is it's it... Christmas season. <laughs> We're a bunch of misfit toys, remember? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the boat that won't float. <laughs> Did you say bomb? Good for you. Good for you. I know there's a lot of people who don't care for Christmas. I, I at least at Christmas you get presents. That's what it's all no, about. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas is okay, but you know a lot of people have a tendency to forget the true meaning behind Christmas. Christmas is so commercialized anymore, you know, and yeah, yeah. it's it's not about it's not all about the gifts. I mean, gifts are nice, but you know when you're on fixed income and that you is know, sad. your your, your family you. members being forced to retire before he's ready, you know, it's it just it's a lot makes it with. kinda it makes it kinda depressing, you know, so Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. I always said like, um it must have sucked for like 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 Jesus, for example. He was born on Christmas, you know. How horrible is that? Like just one day a year you get to celebrate. I'm making a bad joke. And the crickets yeah, really, really kind of respect that. Uh, yeah, now I know, Granny. I hear you. It's uh, it's been tough. It's been a tough year. I almost feel yeah, like and... Christmas should give us a break. Uh, hey, how are I you, Ray? Some sort of. Well, I hope that I'm fine, Granny. I'm hoping for a new virus for Christmas. You know, we seem to have really gotten a handle on this one. And I think we need – because here's the thing, Granny. This is just nature trying to correct for years of medicine that we shouldn't be practicing. And um, yeah, I need it to – yeah, exactly. And I need – Like a megavirus. This is, it is. This is, this is Malthus playing out in real time. Like, like we have hit our <laughs> number, and Earth is trying to correct the number. Well, you might have a point there. I I do. I do. I do. You know, that's if I keep, what, that's if why I the black stuff, happened. You know, and I'd be more down for all of this if we would bring back some traditions from the Black Plague. Like, where are the flagellists? <laughs> where are the people whipping themselves, walking from town to town, to atone for my sins? Yeah, I'm waiting for the aliens to come from Mars Attacks with the megaphones <laughs> zapping everybody, yeah. and they're saying, "Don't run! Don't yeah. run! We are your friends." <laughs> oh, I'd run right for them. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, like at least like the leprosy or whatever. Like, like there's like you you can clearly see like there's like a there's a souvenir from the whole thing, you know? Like you're you're you, you can clearly with with COVID nineteen, it's like all you get is like a hospital visit, and like you live or you die. That's it. 
Like, at least you get a cool scar out of it or something, maybe, you know? I This has been fun. Uh, first thought, now, I have four cool scars. What if mm-hmm. we have some sort of – what if we have some sort of – now, hear me out on this. Some sort of um, – some sort of virus, some sort of a plague, if you will, and it can cause uh, large black and blue lesions or boo-boos on the skin, and then we could call it the bubonic plague. Huh? Sure. Or, or boo-boo. But no, yeah, bubonic. That sounds better. Bubonic. You know, I, what I'm hoping for, I'm, so like, like we had the Zika virus. <laughs> <laughs> and and like the problem cereal. with the Zika. Oh God, I love <laughs> the blueberry cereal. Yeah. Oh, I love blueberry. Yeah. Boob- now everybody likes Count Chocula, but I got to tell you, the blueberry. Mm-hmm. That's where you're. That's where you're getting your money's worth. I remember really trying to find like blueberry cereal and like not being able to. You know, it was all the the Frankenberry and the 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 choc- choc- Count Chocula. Yeah. Well, there was a while. When you could only buy the Count Chocula, and then Blueberry and Frankenberry would only come out around Halloween, and then you were able to find Frankenberry longer because no one likes it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I remember one time my mom came home with Cookie Crisp, and my life was changed for at least 10 years. Oh, man, Cookie Crisp. Love cookie. They were literally like eating like Chips Ahoy cookies in your milk. Mm. So, have you had Cookie Crisp recently? No. Okay, they I can only imagine it. it's not how I remember it. It is not. That was um, <laughs> one of the more disappointing breakfast purchases that I have made in a while. <laughs> so you bought it recently? Because well, it used to be like Cookie Crisp at this point. Well, it used to be that they were like – it was almost like they were chunks of cookie, and Mm -hmm. now they're like – they're cardboard with chips painted on them. Oh, man. I know. And (laughs) and the thing is, if they had just said, this is cardboard with chips painted on it, I would have still purchased it. But I wouldn't have been disappointed with the product. Yeah. So really, this is a them problem, not a me problem. Mm. Your expectations are too high. Hey, Granny, I love you. Um, you know, I hope things get better. We'll definitely be praying for you and your family. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, Stro, I got something to tell you really quick. Sure. My, I had a friend, one of my wrestling buddies that has a show down in Dyersburg, Tennessee. He did a, a raffle with a replica belt, championship belt of a WCW championship belt, like a real wrestling belt. And yeah. there were 20 spots, and my son won that replica WCW belt. Oh, cool. Oh, good for him. Congratulations. So... It was the one that, like, Sting held and Luger held back, you know, WCW. Oh, yeah. But it, but it, it's the it, early it, one. It, yeah. Yeah. But it was That's a, cool. it, it's a replica, and he's going to be getting that sent from from my friend Greg Anthony uh, from Tennessee. But my son won that belt, so he was pretty excited. 
That is That's cool. Awesome. I've always wanted a belt. I, I had a plastic belt that I defended around the neighborhood, but it shattered when I cracked it over my friend's head. And uh, we never really had a belt after that. It, 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 it was just a Toys R Us belt, you know. But, I, yeah, that, that's tremendous. Uh, Granny, make sure you tell your son to, uh, to wear the belt right side up, unlike the Macho Man. Oh, he will. He'll, he, he'll wear it the right way. So <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, have a great night, Granny. You too. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah, there you go. Straw, I love that story. With the Macho Man wearing the belt upside down, that's. Uh, oh, yeah. I was just thinking that's about that today. <laughs> oh, that was so cool! Oh my God, there. why not? Oh, <laughs> uh, Gene Oakland has lost it. Oh my God, he was laughing so hard. Who <laughs> was he? He was paranoid. It was a uh, Hogan or Bischoff, right? <laughs> Wasn't that what he said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he went through a whole list, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. By the way, I don't know if you guys saw, but they're they're doing that. Or uh, apparently, it's been overblown. Uh, but they were talking about the Hulk Hogan biopic. I'm sure you guys have heard about this, the movie that they were going to do. And um, Eric Bischoff basically blew it out of the water today, saying it never really got past the planning stages. Everybody's acting like this thing is like going to be out next year or something. It's like they haven't even cast it yet. So. I just wow. found that interesting because everybody keeps talking about it, you know, and uh, apparently coronavirus is the reason why, Ray, because you need fans at a wrestling show if you're doing a Hulk Hogan biopic. Who would have known? Well, you do. Yeah, you need that. You need that. See, this is my big disappointment with this virus. So remember, we had the Zika virus. Mm hmm. But the Zika virus, it was only the Zika virus really only hurts babies, which is not cool. Um, what we need to do was take the Zika virus's um, tiny heads that it made, and we mm-hmm. need, we need to make that for adults. We're like, if you get the if you get Corona two, which is what we're going to call the new virus. If you get I think Corona they should call it Corona two, Extra. They should call it Corona All right, Extra. Cor- All right, if you get Corona Extra, <laughs> your head shrinks. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, like in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. that's a virus I could get behind. <laughs> Check your body line. Like, there's no... Shake, shake, Senora. Shake your body line. Man. What's up, Senora? Shake. Hey, what's going on, Tori? My uh, mother is missing. Your mother? Oh, that was your mom? Yeah. Oh, you didn't tell me that was your mom. I look extra hard now. Yeah. Wow, that stinks. Yeah, Tori's uh, sent me, like, uh, you know, if you see this woman, call this number. And um, it's in St. Louis, obviously, but I told her I'll keep an eye out her up here. Uh, did she have, like, dementia or something, Tora? No. She she uh, had no one schizophrenic. Oh. Oh, that is Okay. Well, maybe people will stay away from her then, if if that's the case. Yeah. I don't know. 
Now you're not you you didn't get that from your mom, right? You're not paranoid and you're not schizophrenic. No. Good. Good. You just like going to bars and like listening to loud music. Yeah. Well, I'll be praying for it, Tori. I, I, how long has she been gone since? Yeah. Tomorrow will be a week. Oh, oh, God. Wow. Do you think She's it's been possible gone since that she just wanted... last week? Do you think it's possible that she just wanted to get away and be away from people for a little bit? Want to be away from the nursing home that she lives at. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, Tori, I'm really sorry to be able to walk out today. of those. Yeah. Can she she walks, right? Like it's not like a wheelchair. Yeah, she can walk. Okay. She's got one up on me then. Because I don't walk anywhere. Uh, yeah, now I hear you. I actually had a pedometer and I walked 22 steps the other day. That's like barely the bathroom in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So. The good news with me is if I ever go disappear, that you won't have to look much further than where you lost me. But I, I really hope, I really hope that it... I hope she's okay, though. I mean, you got me worried now. Yeah. Oh, Tora. Well, we'll be praying for you, Tora. Have a drink. Uh, have a yeah. drink for me. All right. Yeah. Okay. Get some wings. Bye bye. Get some wings yeah, and some, some drinks. Wing. And... Get some wings and some. Yeah. Yeah. Have some wings on me. Did she do? <laughs> <laughs> what? Did she did she do her uh, her French fry research? Like she because remember she was very excited. I forgot about to that. do her. Fr- I guess with her mom mm. disappearing, she forgot. Well, I mean that's that that is hard to eat French fries when your mom's missing. Tori, did you do your French can... fry research? No, I couldn't okay. do it. Well, you got an extension on that. Yeah, you got uh, two weeks. I think two weeks. <laughs> okay. We'll be praying for you, Tori, in all seriousness. Uh, please please message me if you find out anything. All right. All right, love you. Yeah, love you, too. Love you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Uh, yeah. So... Man, everybody's just a ball of joy tonight, I gotta say. <laughs> when Ray is like the uplifting caller, you know, when Ray not caller, you know what I mean. When Ray is the uplifting person that I talk to, you know, you, you wonder. You start to wonder Ray is the inspiration. <laughs> You're an inspiration. <laughs> he's our he's our ray of sunshine. I am you know, between me and you and Stro, uh you know, we're really <laughs> we're a tri- we're a trifecta of love. Sure. By the way, I gotta oh, yeah. say, and then um, and then uh, I, I two one five. I'll be right with you. I promise. I, I think it's Tara, but I'm not positive about that. Uh, so I got one of the things we do around Thanksgiving time, and I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, we give our Christmas lists to each other, like the things that we want for Christmas, and and my uncle asked for uh one item that I thought was a little strange. I I, I actually had to research. He asked for a black dicky. A black dicky. 
extra tight. Um, now, I kind of know what a dickie is from when I'm little. I mean, it's like a turtleneck, right? But not the full shirt. Like the Finn Balor, like what he has kind of like, right? That, that's a dickie. I didn't know if it was a sex toy. I'm only kidding, of course. But, I mean, a, a black dicky extra tight? Okay, but would you would you purchase said object for your uncle if that was what he asked for? I mean, if it's what he really wanted, I guess I would. Or I'd get him a gift certificate for Condom Kingdom to go down and pick it out himself. Now, see, that's probably the better – because, you know – I mean, you're going to be there with the family, and, like, there's going to be, like, like little kids with, like, fire trucks and stuff, and then, and then your uncle's sitting there with his black dicky extra tight. Right. Extra tight. Yes. All right, 215. I'm not even kidding about that. I'm not even kidding about that. 215. I do know what a dicky is. I just thought that was a funny joke. What? Tara. Is this Tara? No, it's not Tara. Who is this? It's Joel Goodhart, and I heard DC Joel Drake Goodhart. earlier. Wow! And I I oh, wanted brother. to call in while DC was on. Oh, you should have messaged me, man. I would have put you on. I'm sorry. Not a problem at all. Not a problem. It was always good hearing his voice. Uh, it, it's great to hear yours as well. I really miss seeing you around. It's been been a year and a half now, at least, right? Uh, it's been a while. Horrible. Man. It'll be. I'll be back. I'll be back. This is um guys this is the uh the the founder the owner of the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance from back in the day if you remember and uh tremendous promoter broadcaster uh wrestling manager he's done it all. Uh Joel, how's the how's the pandemic been treating you? Are you uh are you as miserable as I am? Oh, I'm miserable as hell, but it's doing well. My business is fine. Uh there's just a lot of clients that are having some tough times. Uh it's just something we've got to go through and get through it. We'll be there soon enough. Summer, by the time the summertime comes, I think everybody will have the vaccine, and we'll get back to some kind of normal. Hopefully, whatever that I hope normal so. is. Yeah, I hope so. It's it's, it's certainly been rough. to be determined. Well, yeah. you know, I I I use a term. There's a lot of covidiots out there, and um, you know, if you just respect your space and respect everybody else, I think we'll get through this. Yeah, it's weird because, like, there's some people that were custom-built for this, and uh, then there's other people who, like, you wonder if the mental anguish that they're going through is worth the physical risk. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's sure. tough. Well, it's, it's, it's very you know, tough. It's not. If, if you watch the news and listen to the <laughs> news, all you hear about is the health risk, but there's a lot of suicides going along, a lot of people with mental anguish. Kids should be in school. Um, you know, there's just things that should be going on regardless that for whatever reason is just being put aside. There's businesses closing every day because they can't open. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy. But, you know, some of this is overreaction. My father once said, if you can't, if you don't react, you can't overreact. And I think some of what we're seeing is an overreaction. On the other hand, it's better to be safe than sorry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably but right. I, I, just, I, I just wanted to call, and it was great to hear D.C. Drake's voice. Uh, glad to hear some, some stories about the uh, the Temple Shows, McGonagall Hall, and the Philadelphia Civic Center that I'm doing uh, with Scott Teal oh, and with wait. Dan Murphy. 
Yeah, and, you've been talking uh, about that forever. I, yeah, it's <laughs> and it's all been my bad, just getting it done. Um, and we're going to be talking in the book specifically about the Larry Winters DC Drake feud. And we do talk about the Cactus Jack Eddie Gilbert feud. We talk about the Tony Stetson Hot Body feud uh, that we're all Tri-State Wrestling Alliance based. And so we get into like the top ten matches of of back in the day. And the the book is you know it's it's Scott Teal is a great writer. Dan Murphy is a great writer. Uh, yeah, it's come yeah, out they from are. Crowbar Press, and we'll have a great distribution. We'll have a lot of fun. That's cool, uh, Joel. I definitely want to try and get you back on in a you know a couple weeks or a couple you know however soon we can, and we'll definitely talk about this a little bit more uh, so that it's fresh in our minds when the book come out. Uh, but I got to ask you, having had DC Drake on tonight, do you have a DC yeah. Drake memory? Anything that jumps out at you? Well, DC Drake, we had one match at the Philadelphia Civic Center where he was being managed by woman and by uh, Donnie Allen. And the amount of time he took to get around the ring and working the crowd was longer than the damn match. But one one thing that DC does is he got heat, uh, had guy the whole nine yards as he was talking about. He got heat just going around and around and around. And I think most of the fans were looking at woman rather than DC, but DC would come up and just get tremendous, tremendous heat. It was a great match. The one thing with DC and when he had the few with Larry Winters, you didn't have. You just knew these guys were going to take their time, work the crowd, get the crowd heat. They knew the psychology of the of the industry and the business, which is really lacking today. And you know, if you think back, this was um, a little over thirty years ago. This is eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, and we're talking thirty mm-hmm. years ago. I mean, a lot a lot of people listening to the show weren't even alive at that time. It's just something if you go on YouTube and look at some of the matches that we have on there from D.C., just phenomenal. Hey, he was an amazing guy. Uh, Joel, thank you for uh, thank you for calling in nope. and sitting down with us for a couple. We're definitely going to do this soon, I promise you. I, I, no, you you got my appetite. And, and, and I'm sorry for preempting you to talk about uh, my uncle's black dicky, but, uh, you know. I, no. I do apologize about that, but uh, not a <laughs> extra problem, tight. guys. Have a good, have a good holiday season. Take care. Take care, Joel. You too. I'll tell you. God bless. The one and only Joel Goodhart. See that the the stars are calling in, man. How about that, Joel Goodhart? That's cool. That is really cool. He's a he's a tremendous fellow. I got to know him through the ECWA as well. Uh, you know where he did some stuff as a manager and helping out. Uh, behind the scenes and helping finance some of the shows with his immense wealth. Apparently uh, this guy's a, these guys amazing. He's absolutely amazing. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. If you guys want to hop in on the line and I'm going to bring on uh, my other co-host, Derek McDonald as well. Derek, what's going on? How you doing? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's been that kind of a night. You're breaking up there. Try that again. You there? Uh oh. Derek. Well, we'll leave you in case that clears up. Uh, And we will go to, let's see. We will go to. Wine Monster got him. We will uh, you know, hopefully he'll call back. On the line. Yeah, one would hope. 
He's probably still in a coma, mm. even though he called in last week. Uh, let's go to Rat Boy. Uh, Rat Boy's up next. What's going on, man? How you doing, brother? Oh, man. I think that's Malcolm. Go ahead. I made a good deal with somebody over the weekend. Now I own a John Sanders spinning belt. Woo! About to do. No, was it the spinning belt you wanted in particular? Well, then I see he had, he had three of them there. I said, wow. I said, how much you want to put out belt there, the spinning belt? He said, Ten dollars. I talked him down to a to a dollar. Wow. Okay. He must have really wanted to get rid of that thing. Um. You know. You know what I've always wanted. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it was a 2005, 2005 uh, spinning belt. Well, it, it got it had replica on the back of it. Right. Okay. But he had two other belts that were like 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 they were no, toys. Well, you sure it wasn't a Miz belt? Because he had the same belt, but it was upside down. No, this is uh, the spinning belt. Uh, this is the, the original belt, right? I okay. Said, uh, uh, I, <laughs> Derek. Uh, you want, you want, you want, you want, you want, I want like this. Hey. Uh, how about, you know what? He, he got he got down to five, right? I said, no, I, how about a dollar, right? Mm-hmm. I have my phone on me. I checked it out, right? These belts are going for something like forty dollars a piece. Forty dollars too many. Well, yeah, um, you really ripped them off, right? Then. And, and, I, and I said, yeah. "Do you want? I want. Do you want?" You probably got one? a cheap one now. No, this ain't a cheap one though. Is it, it leather? Cheap, but it's forty bucks. Is this leather back? I had one. It was leather. It was the big gold belt. Oh, actually, it was the winged eagle belt. It was leather, and it had, like, instead of gold, it had plastic. And we used to wrestle in the neighborhood, and I broke it over my friend's head. This one ain't plastic. Rare boy, do you eat plastic? <laughs> no, this, this, this one ain't plastic. plastic. No. It's not. It's metal. It's metal. Does it have it's diamonds? Me- yeah. Okay. Um, I can't tell. Uh, yeah, it's you got can't diamonds in it. metal. You got you got to try and scratch the glass in your mirror. If it scratches, then it's a diamond. That'll yeah, I got right. to take it. Yeah, it's got the diamonds on it. And all. I said, holy shit, right? Okay. And I talked to the guy. I like this. I went like this. Yeah. Did you watch wrestling? He said, no, I never watched wrestling in my life. I said, I said, he well. He said, no, uh, I'm an adult. I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man, man. You know, he don't watch it, right? Yeah. I want back, yeah. right? <laughs> I went back to my stand and helped them sell and all. And I told my friend, I don't want to go take another walk, right? Mm-hmm. I walked yeah. back up to the You're guy, right? You're a rat man. That's what you mean. I walked up rat to the guy and said, oh, you don't watch wrestling. He's a grown rat man. Nice. Uh, and, and I showed him. <laughs> I showed him the belt. I showed him the belt that was going for $40. He said, holy shit. I said, that's right. You don't know if you're Did wrestling. You, just... you don't know about these belts. He said, check online first. So, you just got robbed for forty dollars. Rat, uh, rat boy, you go to, you go to the flea market a lot. Do, uh, you know, I've been looking for the longest time for a big boss man nightstick. Have you seen like a real police nightstick? Sure. Oh, no. I would like one. I'd walk no, but, around the but, neighborhood twirling it. But when you mention uh, Strowman, okay, Broad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we, not are the we red guy. 
Do you mean the bread guy or do you mean Braun Strowman? Braun Strowman. The bread guy? Right, the bread guy. Yeah, the the big tall bread guy that works for WWE. No, the guy in the yellow package. He has like a... Oh, no, that's Strowman. I'm sorry, not Braun Strowman. Sorry. Well, this powdered well, toast. I, I walked in the Dollar Street today, okay, with my mom. Right? And Braun Strowman was a Dollar Street? walking around. Yeah, get wow. I was going to say I walked into a Dollar Tree today. Then I said, ouch. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. Guess, was... guess what I found? Braun? A Dollar Tree. I, I got these uh, little uh, from Mattel, okay? Little... Mm-hmm. L- little um, Mattel uh, dolls for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Right, I got, mm-hmm. I got, I, mm-hmm. I bought AJ Styles, Braun mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Strowman, plus the Rock. Did they have any females? No females. No females yet. Okay. No, this, is the, right. this is the first set that I came out with. Speaking I of bought all style. four of them. Speaking of AJ Styles, uh, did you see the did you yeah. see the interview he did with New Day where he said um, he was mad at AJ because AJ Styles built SmackDown, so he asked AJ to build him a condo for him and his wife, and AJ said no. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> can we, as That's much funny. as I like that, that's as much as I like that, Derek. Can we go back to something that Rapley said? Rap, did, did he say that he went to the store with his mother and then he purchased toys for himself yes. in front I mean, of his yeah. mother? So I, I did Christmas, that too yeah. about twenty-five years ago. <laughs> I <didn't> wanna, yeah, <laughs> I just yeah, these are toys. These are action figures. You call them dolls. Okay. So. <laughs> these ain't toys. Listen. These are going on my shelf and staying on the shelf. I, don't, I ain't going to no, play you, with them. Are you, are, are you taking them out of the box? No. Oh. Oh. See, it's I just, was taking them out of the box. It's just, like, it's, just like, it's just like all the writers that I bought with, like, with, with uh, the cut. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a new Alexa. Yeah. I'm going to need a new Alexa Bliss toy soon because the other one's getting worn because I play with it so much. Oh, is it, hey, is, it getting worn in a, is it getting worn in a specific area, or is it like the whole time? Like, <laughs> Two or three different areas now. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, well, I got you. I got, Still in the really original package. Really, I just I take really it out of really big news for everybody. Okay. Really big, All right. Go ahead. This is Dragon we'll Ball. We'll, we'll be the I really got some really, this, really good news to tell everybody. Oh, all this time and now you have good news? Oh, great. Yeah. I got good news too, Ratboy, but you're going to have to wait a little bit. Go ahead. Put it this way. I moved back to my old Home. penthouse suite on the third floor. Oh, God. What, in your parents' house? The penthouse is on the No, the in my house. Oh, Okay. It's bigger. Yeah, I got everything set up. That was your studio. Isn't studio. that your studio? Yeah. Yeah, I moved back up there. Yeah. I moved back okay. up to well, my that's studio. Cool. That's great well, news. That's good news for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. It's, it's I, I got to give Ratboy credit because every other caller up until now has uh, – and Joel has been good. But, like, everybody's been, like, sad or, like, depressed. Like, Granny's worried about, like, you know, her husband and, like, her son mm-hmm. and everything. Tour's mother stepped out a week ago, and she hasn't to her since. Um, She's crazy. Just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Everybody's like one thing after another. 
Hey, I'm in an excellent mood, Rap Boy, because I started DK Metcalf against the Eagles defense last night, and boy, I tell oh, you. Oh, boy. How about you? What did he amazing. get you, 40, 50? Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Like I'm, a quarterback. I don't, I don't care about the yeah, Eagles uh, anymore. Because that kid for him. That kid. And, and the Giants are in first, so. That, that's like being first in the ugly in the ugly pageant. This division <laughs> is horrible. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. I, that is, I don't even that know. That division is real horrible. I don't even watch football no more because of the Eagles. When, um, uh, I mean, other places. Uh, when, when, you know, when you're down by 11 points, and uh, you got five minutes left, and it's a fourth and four in your own. No, I'm sorry. Around like you're in field goal range. That's what it was. They were in field yeah. goal range. Fourth and four, and five minutes left. You kick the friggin' field goal to make it a one possession game. You don't go for it every single time because it's fourth down, especially when you can't convert on like eighty percent of them. I, I know he won a Super Bowl. Usually when you win one for an organization, it gives you like five extra years. But he's, he he's terrible. He's, 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 bad. He, he's not, you know, like the talent's not there. And I blame the general manager, but you got to be able to come up with a game plan that works for the guys that you have to play. Yes. And I see a lot of people. And he's not doing that. Wins. I see people bashing Wentz, and some of it is his fault, but it's a miracle that guy can walk the next day after a game because he's getting oh, destroyed. It's amazing to me. He, he hasn't gotten hurt yet. I, I can't even – because, like but, – but what bugs me about him is, like, the dropping back 20 yards and then getting sacked. Just throw yeah. the ball away. You know – you yeah, see what's happening every time. Yeah, save yourself. Just get rid of him. Yeah. It's frustrating because yeah, I'm not a football guy. I mean, I like football, that's but like to sit there and know that I could coach better than Doug Peterson, or know that like I would know what to happen if a linebacker was like chasing me down. Um, <laughs> yeah, like would I be able to take the hit? No, I wouldn't be able to take the hit. But I would know to get rid of the ball before I got hit thirty yards. Back. Yeah, but yeah, he wants this ball. Let <laughs> Brady, me get rid of it. Brady's theme for tonight: FTW. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I already came back right, to the earlier, so I'm, I expect I retribution online. I got two more things I got to say. I got two more things <laughs> One more thing, then I'm going to let you go, because I still got Malcolm, too. Mm. All right. I'm going to leave you on this note, okay? All right. I almost got I almost got killed over the weekend. Oh, okay. Talk to you next week. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it next week. Glad you're okay. <laughs> Yeah, because because it was on the stairs. Awesome. No, no. You know, buddy, what he did? Open his garage up to get some clothes out, right for yeah. for Columbus. I, yeah. I grabbed the last bag, right. There was a possum looking at me, staring, no, staring me down. An, oh, oh, I always thought it was an old possum. Isn't it called uh, an old possum? Oh, wait a minute. The, the possum was in, inside possum. of a cur- inside of a toe, a pure toe. <laughs> Wait a minute. When I move my head, he moves his head. I move my head, he moves his head. head. I oh, man. <laughs> don't they play He's dead? Opossums usually play dead, don't they? Opossums yeah, scare them. This was a guy with blue eyes. Probably a rabies like you. 
All right, brother. I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> you and your old possum. It's like a Trenton Zoo. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. If uh, if you guys call in in the next couple minutes, we'll be able to squeeze you in before we go off the air tonight. Preferably not too late because they're because uh, Pandora has a sale that ends at midnight, and I gotta buy some stuff. So apparently, so if your family and you're oh, listening, it's not it. for you. Those friggin' hundred fifty dollar, hundred eighty dollar bracelets are like. Seventy dollars right now, like it's like yep. it's crazy. It's like, I, yeah, it's crazy. And now I'm not buying a black dicky tonight, in case people were wondering uh, the extra tight black oh. dicky. That uh, my uncle asked oh, for an extra tight black dicky. Apparently that's like a like, shirt thing, like a like a collar. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, I, 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 I was ready to go to Condom Kingdom for him. I, I mean, he's my uncle, and I love him. <laughs> Whatever you want, uncle. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's your extra tight black dicky. <laughs> I am what only kidding. Need, I know what it is. Uh, <laughs> that's what I call them. Too, everybody's si- uh, everybody's, si- everybody's <laughs> sitting around in their Christmas sweaters, just like little kids playing with puzzles and stuff. Uncle with Brady's his dicky Brady's, Brady's, Brady's running up. Hey, Uncle, I got you your black dicky that you wanted. Extra tight. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go put it on and do a little catwalk? <laughs> Show it off for me. But that's how I—that's how I know I really did uh, help make the show more <laughs> enjoyable for Brady is when he does like the yeah. Frank Dorson laugh. <laughs> mm. That's like every week. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's what well, I know I've done my job like, properly. Yeah. It sounded like the first hour and a half, it sounded like all the callers just wanted to, like, off themselves. And, I, and that's not fun. I no, don't know every one of them. The I'm worried about them. But, what you know, I, I hope everybody's okay. Oh. Hey. Wait, wax themselves right, or wax them? Well, maybe both. Right. Oh. Yeah. You know, In no particular order. Right. Well, you know... <laughs> I would say you want to wax yourself first. Malcolm, would you wax yourself? Let's ask him. There we go. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. What's going on, brother? Buckle up, everybody. By the way, by the way, Malcolm, before I, before I, I I'll, 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 I'll hand off the ball to you in a second, and you can just follow the lane, and, uh, you know, I, I'll just stand pumping my fist like. Uh, like that, Joe. Uh, like uh, the, like the guy, like Baker Mayfield. I'll just stand there pumping my fist like I did something. Um, but before I do that, uh, we, we have a huge, huge, huge. We actually um, process. Well, actually, we we signed a huge name, and I'm not I'm not at liberty to uh, to announce it yet. But I just want to tease it for everybody. A huge name, a former WCW star, is going to be joining VOC Nation in a couple weeks' time, and we couldn't be more excited about that, going to be doing a podcast uh, right here with all of us. And, and like I said, it's going to be an amazing thing. I can't wait. And the other thing is uh, we are in intense negotiations right now. Uh, you know, with the death of Bob Ryder, obviously, uh, tremendous loss for the wrestling world. Uh, but he owned OneWrestling.com. And we're in the process of kind of negotiating with Bill Apter to, uh, to bring him on board to VOC Nation. Yeah. Now, I know Bill – is talking with a lot of the different uh, wrestling websites and stuff like that. And, and 
Uh, there's no guarantee that he's going to come here. But Malcolm, as you know, I mean, we have a history that goes way back with Bill Abner. I mean, VOC Nation started out as one wrestling radio back in the day. Yeah, Brady, I love Bill. I met him like two or three times. I met him in Los well, Angeles. He's, he's an amazing you know, guy. I, I'm yeah. really hoping we can land this because it'll be huge. Yeah, and I'm dying to know who the WCW star is. Do you think I might have met him? I mean, there's some I met. Uh, I, you might have. It's not, you might have. I'm not it's sure. Not the Black it's not the yeah, Black but I it's not I the yellow dog it. either. Brady, yeah. I got I was a week ago Saturday. I was at Susan Green's house, and um, yes, yeah. Was Did she and know she about it, or were you just there? No, uh, they were doing a podcast um, okay. and John and Papa Stro was there. He was talking about Matt Man and breaking everybody up with that story. But Papa Matt Stro, Man? Was, yeah, we're oh the yeah, Matt Man. <laughs> I love Matt Man. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> says I do. I do a real good Macho Man, but you should have heard him that night. He goes, the cream old. He goes, I'm the cream, and the cream always rises to the top like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was great. Brady, I, oh, I finally bought him a cup of coffee. I said, you want a larger small? He took a small, and I bought him some banana pudding because I had some banana pudding. I was going to treat everybody oh. to banana pudding. You know? Oh, I think okay. Cool. Really, yeah, that's, thank you. Big, Did you whip big, it up yourself? Big bumps. No, no, we got it. Maurice had it already made. I, I might make some. I've been cooking meals here, so I, I might get okay. really creative, you know, cooking. Hey, but, you're, you know, yeah, yeah, you're living, you're in like that compound with Dr. John and Susan Green and Robin McRae and all them, right? Don't you guys no, all I'm, live like <laughs> next door to each other? No, I'm uh-huh. renting the Velvets, Amazing Velvets. Oh, you're um, red, uh, Amazing Velvet, not Red Velvet, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's a friend of Amazing Velvet, and he's a great guy. He's my housemate, and um, he's sharing his WWE network with me that I've never had before. And Brady, wow, like you must be loving that. I'm like a kid in a candy <laughs> store, man. I can't stop with I'm sure. watching the TV show reunions, and I saw a match from the Wrestling Classic where Terry Funk tells Moondog Spot, you know, Moondog Spot. You don't want to wrestle And Moondog's butt, you know, he just shakes his head. And they're walking out, and Moondog is walking in front. And he's uh, uh, Terry Funk's holding the ropes open for Moondog. I love what Gorilla Monsoon Gorilla goes, Spotty ain't no dummy. He says, you go first. You know, it's like they're going ahead. And then Terry Funk takes a branding iron and nails Moondog's spot in the back. And then he tries to get in the ring. Moondog Spot gets up there and pulls him down, and Terry Funk does like a backflip, like a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Moondog Spot ends up in the ring, and he's in the ring with a 10 count, and Terry Funk gets counted out. I was laughing my ass off. I mean, Jimmy Hushman. L M A O. That's It's like That's great, man. Uncle Terry. That's yeah. great. But I'm, I'm going to this pay-per-view that Tony Capone and Chaz Moretti are running in Daytona Beach, Florida. And I'm excited. Oh, the Rona. Because I've never been to Daytona Beach. I used to see <laughs> That's the Redneck Riviera, Florida. isn't it? Yeah. It sure is. It did. Yeah. That's what they called it. Yeah. Yeah. I just it's totally in Florida, Alabama. Yeah, Big Guido's <laughs> real name is Mike something uh, uh, last Wednesday. 
or last Thursday, mm-hmm. rather, uh, before Retro. I even forgot to call in Retro because I was excited about talking to Tony Capone. And, and Tony Capone's an actor, just like Papa Stroh. He's got a Screen Actors Guild card, and he's a wrestler. So him and Papa wow. Stroh would be like, you know, they'd be like equals. Well, Tony said, he's a fan of mine. I was like, I love this. You know, I'm like, you know, and I'm going to get <laughs> involved with the Stallions. I'm going to get Sid Vicious ain't going to wrestle, but he's going to be on the staff. I get to, they're going to let – Chaz is going to let oh, – he doesn't wrestle. With all the wrestlers before they let all the fans in, you know, I'm going to get to meet all the wrestlers for everybody else. Man, I'm bringing my camera because camera pictures are galore, baby. And then something Wait, else brings um, – Pop it, stroke, and Brady, you're my best friend on here, and I want to get you a present, you know. And what the uh, hell me and Ray? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I can do that. I'm trying nobody to. Nobody ever offers to buy me a race, though. So I, I, I remember <laughs> a couple of years ago, you bought you bought some presents for the whole crew. I, I do remember that. Uh, Derek, I don't know if I ever got you your John Cena dog tags that he got you. I, I, I don't remember. Did I? Re- did I ever send them to you? I, I do not uh, own no, any John Cena dog tags, though. <laughs> okay. No, okay. I got, he, he sent a bunch of stuff. I, I, he, we I'll actually didn't know where he sent it at first. He had to reorder everything because he sent it to the VOC Nation mailing box, mailing list, mailer uh, address. I'm sorry, address. And uh, between Bruce and I, we couldn't figure out what the VOC Nation address was. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I've been ordering stuff from the Bradford Exchange. I got this cool bat signal, 1966 Batman TV show. The bat signal. Light and mm-hmm. levity. It lights up and levity. It's got pictures of Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie. You gotta install it on. You gotta install it on Velvet's house so you can shoot <laughs> up the bat signal. No, no, man. I'm I'm just collecting <laughs> Batman stuff from now on. I mean, I got. I'll get T-shirts and junk like that, but the only thing I'm collecting is Batman stuff because I, I honest to God, Brady, that's what got started me. I got started in wrestling because I was watching the Three Stooges and Batman. I was five years old in 1968. Mm-hmm. On a Saturday, with me and my sister, it's like September 68. My dad just bought uh, like a 19-inch TV with UHF capabilities from Bruner's. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. store. From Bruner's, and, wow. Um, and I was watching Speed Racing, Spider-Man, and Batman came on, and I was hooked, man. I was like, I remember Brady. This was so funny. Dad... I went out to my dad's garage and I got a, one of those wire hangers and bent it like a batarang. <laughs> and I took a yellow Uh-oh. piece of rope long and my dad's out mowing the lawn. I took that thing and I don't know how, what I hooked it on up there on the chimney, but it got caught on something. I started walking chimney. up chimney. Yeah. Chimney I thought my ass, yeah, my, my dad goes, what the hell are you doing? And I said, chimney well, crack. and I thought you know, and I told Adam West and Burke were this story, and they were just breaking up laughing. I'll bet they loved it. Yeah. You actually believe that we walked up a wall? He said, we just turned the, the camera, you know, as, you know, <laughs> like walking, uh-huh. you, know yeah. like, you know, but I had everybody in the room laugh. That's funny. That's funny. You know, from the uh, what the hell were you thinking? Uh, have you ever tried to fly when you were a kid, Malcolm? I used to try and fly. No, no but I, I would get I like, to- I would get. I would get a flag in each hand, Derek, and I would flap them mm-hmm. vigorously, and I would try to. I would jump off the bed. I jumped off the dresser. Never able to fly. <laughs> Never figured that out. <laughs> Probably best that I stopped at the dresser. Uh, <laughs> imagine me climbing up on the chimney and jumping. 
Yeah. I'm jumping. We had to stand by the gate on the side of the house. And me and, yeah. I, me and my friend Duke Lyons, we went up on the roof. And I there was these ice plants. My mom had these ice plants. And watching back, and I leaped off the top of the roof and landed on the ice plants. My, boy, did I get in trouble oh, for that. Duke wouldn't come down. But I did yeah. have this plastic mission by Ideal. It's my favorite toy when I was a kid. And I, he mm-hmm. had a parachute. At one point. And uh-huh. I took that sucker and whipped him up in the air. Got stuck on the roof. That's why I had to go up on the roof and get him. So, like, you oh, know, geez. I grabbed my bag and jumped on the ice plant. My mom goes, yeah, my ice plant. I, I go, yeah. <sighs> I super kicked my sister once. I, we, we, I had those big bear slippers, and I, and I super kicked her. Uh, <laughs> didn't go over too well at home. I can't imagine it would. I, yeah. I, I blame WWF, though. You know, they, they'd tell you not to try it at home, and then they follow it up with a commercial for wrestling buddies where they'd tell you to perform all your favorite moves on them. That's <laughs> the same thing. Uh, Brady, you know, the, <laughs> I will never buy a figure. I'm going to sell the ones I got because I'm a grown man. You're in the box? I don't, yeah, He's a grown I don't man. I, I don't, man. Maybe I have a, a, a youthful mentality, but... I am not He's a, a man. You do. You're, you're sprightly. Toy. You know, toys are man. <laughs> I got a whole story to get to action figures. I'm going to get rid of them. You know, He's sellers. a man. <laughs> Ray, what were you saying? Man. You were starting to say something, Ray. Man's man. Um, <laughs> no, I was going gonna... <laughs> to say that, that, you know what? I, Malcolm, I for one am proud of you. You know, you you are a damn adult, and you should not be keeping (laughs) toys all over your house. There you go. Unless unless it's, like, really a nice piece of collectible, like this bat signal, that's not a good No. (laughs) He's like the 40-year-old virgin with uh, the $6 million man and Aquaman and all those toys. (laughs) What what about an no, no, you can't have the bat signal in your house either. No, no, I, not see. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that the closest, uh, here's maybe the closest thing you can do. So on my bed, um, on top of the comforter, I have a blanket with a uh, Snoopy pattern on it. That is probably as close as you can get. Yay. Uh, Ray, I love Snoopy. I, I love Charlie Brown. I love the Penis. I've been loving him since I was a kid. Oh, you know, but Penis. Love Peppermint Patty. <laughs> I always like Peppermint Patty. I was I any other one. Linus is just no Charlie's sister. <laughs> Linus. No, no, yeah. no. Remember, remember Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Uh, penis. Yeah, I remember. Remember uh, what blockhead cooked all this up? And she looks at Snoopy, and he's got this dumb look on his face. <laughs> but, Brady, I wanted to tell you the story about my – I was a kid. I went to school. Yeah, one more. My brother yeah. and the kid, Joe Bronarigo, that lived next door to us. I came home in the afternoon, and they're in there, and they got all my Mego action figures out, and they're playing with them. Now, my – Wait, they what? Wait, what all your what action figures? Who actually figures? No. Captain America, Batman, Robin. Oh, oh, um, okay. I was about to say. But he says, wait a goddamn minute. Me too. 
<laughs> I'm curious what word he used, but yeah, I got you. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's great. I mean, I'm here. Um, I'm, I'm away from the West Coast. All that temptation is away from me. It's a chance for me to straighten my credit what out. What do you do when Malkamania <laughs> runs wild on you, brother? I am five or six hours away from Hulk Hogan's beach shop in Orlando. And if he has a meeting, there you go. For, forgive me, Derek. Go fight. I, I'm just, I, when he rips his shirt, he's not only, I'm not serious about his matches, but he makes me laugh. Like, like we was in there dancing at the end and holding his hand to his ear and shaking it. I mean, I, I mean, just like Papa Stroke. We were on retro. Yeah. People don't know this. Like Sammy Kershaw, this song. You don't know he's beautiful. Well, with me, I would sing the song. Papa Stroh don't know he's funny because he is, man. I he thought I yeah. was laughing or something at the end on Thursday, but you got Papa Stroh. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to get my decorum back. No, decorum. Decorum. This is a five dollar word. <laughs> you know what I like, Brady. I like when you said Corona. Extra. <laughs> yeah, well you can put Corona too. I said let's call it Corona Extra. It's like uh, like, yeah. like Pee Wee's Playhouse. The, the word of the day, yeah. you know. Brady, <laughs> I do impressions. Would you do this? Would you do the iconic for me? I, I'd really love to hear that, man. Sure, I, I might have toned it down a little because Kelly's asleep two doors down. Uh, <laughs> we'll go in the back. We? I can't even do it now. You're gonna make me laugh. Uh, <laughs> we are the future, and the future is always oh oh And now I'm gonna now I'm gonna be in trouble tomorrow because I just yelled that. Uh, <laughs> requested it. So like, I, do Brady, I, I do miss that. I do miss that. By, by the way, she's sending yeah. out her, her, her uh, resume to people. Yeah. yeah, did you see yeah. that they posted it? Yes, it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's like, <laughs> everything is WWE, Stanford, Connecticut. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brady. Uh, I, 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 I miss Billy Kay. I, I hope that they find a way to work her in. Like, like Liv Morgan... Um, when she went on SmackDown for that year and basically did nothing, it was a shame. Because like, I'm not saying she needs to be the top person there, but like, there's talent there. And Billy Kay's got, I, I think she's got as much talent as Peyton Royce. I just think that yeah. Vince happens to like Peyton Royce better, and that's why Billy Kay's getting nothing and Peyton Royce is getting pushed along. And, you know, it's a and, shame. And, you know, she's. And Billy's funny. Like, there's a slot for her yeah. where they don't have a woman doing what she can do. She can be like right. a female Santino if they want. <laughs> right. Or like a manager. There's so many things she could do. Uh, what what were you saying, Malcolm? I'm going to let you go. I, I want to tell you I can't wait yeah. till I can go to acting class because, man, everybody stand back. I mean, they give me scripts. This guy in Pocatello, like Vince Ohio, McMahon, stand back. Yeah. <laughs> he said that all you said, you're going to suck up scripts like a vacuum cleaner because your memory's Hey-o. so good. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, and a personality. And Papa Stroh, I want to do something with you, man, because, I mean, I think it'd be cool if we do something funny, you know, me, maybe you, me, and Velvet, we could be the new Three Stooges or something, you know. 
Can I be no, Shem? Cool. I want to be Shem. <laughs> Shem, yes. Be Shem. <laughs> oh, Malcolm. That could work. Yeah, it could work. Hey. I'll keep Brett. eyes on my Christmas list. Ho, ho, brother, ho. I, brother, no, I, brother, I did an impression for you. Can, brother, I did an impression for you. Can you do uh, can? Uh, I don't know if I want Ric Flair or Roddy Piper. Which one do I want? Roddy Piper. He wants Roddy. You want Roddy Piper. His, his Roddy Piper is really good, too. Can you do Roddy Piper? Do you want the high pitch or do you want when he says, yeah, just the, when they The high pitch one. Just when they think they got the answers. Oh, I changed the questions kind of stuff. Or do you want, oh, Mr. T, he, he's this wonderful guy. What did it Pleasure, double your fun. Can you do Ric Flair and I'll let you go? I'll try it. I'll try it. I, I'm not yeah, gonna get it. Ready. Tony Schiavone. Uh, no, that's not good. Let's see. Let's try it. <laughs> that's Tony a great Ric Flair impression. Uh, Nikita Kolak wants to challenge the Nate Shabbat, but the Nate Shabbat <laughs> is the champion. And to be the man, <laughs> you got to beat the man. Woo! I got to work on that, though. So. <laughs> it's all good, brother. Thanks so much for calling. God bless okay. you, man. Right, God Love bless you. <laughs> so, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here just off microphone, dying. At the thought of female Tito, uh, at the thought of female Santino Morella. She's awesome. It'd be amazing. She's amazing. She's, It'd be amazing. she's so funny. She is. Oh would, yeah. Yeah, I, I would she, be very I, down for this. Her her personality carried the iconics. I think. I I, I mean did. Peyton Royce was good. Yeah. Uh, she was more of a heel, but you know, um. I can't think of her. Billy Kay. She was like, she just was like naturally funny, you know? Yeah. Like even like the situations like, 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 like when they did the Raw Underground and, and Peyton Royce threw Billy Kay in the, you know? Like yeah. it was amazing. <laughs> Little things like when Street Profits are getting ready to fight New Day at Survivor Series and she comes up to the Street Profits. Yeah. She's like, here's my resume. If you guys want to know anything about Raw, I was just over there. She goes, I can tell you anything you need to know about Raw. And they look at her, and they're like, <laughs> Billy, they were like, we were on this show when you were on this show, too. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And she just walks away with all her resumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Got to get her involved. All right. Yes, we do. Trying to think. What else? Uh, so b- b- before we go, um, I-, I came after Taz tonight because I'm tired of, oh. like, the false bravado from this guy. Uh, he's got all these monsters around him, and he's the one talking mm-hmm. trash. And it's like, I don't know. Like, the, the dude, he's got to wait until people turn their back, and then he, like, jumps on their back because he's, like, four foot tall. He's, like, jumping on your back to, like, try and, like, pull you down, like, with your, like, with his, like, katahatcha <laughs> may. I, I don't know. I, I know he's going to come after me online for saying this, but, like, I just don't mm-hmm. buy it. I just, and, and I also question I, I also question um, when you've got a group with Brian Cage in it, 
why you would add a guy that's bigger than Brian Cage to be part of that group. I don't – and look, and everybody knows, I root for the brothers, but Willie Hobbs, sound, that name sounds like a guy who fixed my transmission down in Georgia with a cigarette hanging <laughs> out of his mouth. Like, it's not really like an intimidating name, <laughs> Willie Hobbs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's uh, it's crazy. And, 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 son, and Stark, Ricky Stark is like the – yeah, I never heard that. But he's training with Cody, so why would you call attention to the fact that, like, Taz doesn't – I don't know. Like, the whole thing was just kind of crazy to me. Like, why, why would you call attention to the fact that Taz isn't training his own son if the son is going to go with <laughs> yeah, Taz right? in the end? It made no sense. Right? <laughs> what was the point? You know? And, and to me, like, Ricky Stark is, like, so far and above – uh, in terms he's of good. like he's talent good. and personality, everybody else there. He's so good. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. He stands out. Like, he stands out. When I he's thought that, like back in the NWA, I, like you know when they were doing that show on YouTube, like I thought, like this guy is like amazing, you know, and like he's going to be a top guy. And I, I actually figured he'd go to to, to NXT before anything, but um, it's amazing to me. I'll, I'll be shocked if he isn't the one to win the uh, the TNT title from Darby Allen. I'll be shocked. It's, it, and it's hard to say because, you know, they've been around for like a year. But there's a lot of people who are on that roster who I think if they were on NXT, they'd be in a much better position just because there's not that much clutter of talent on TV for NXT. And I think he's one of those people, if he was on NXT, I think he'd be in a really, really good position right now. Probably, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that. Wasn't Cody um, supposed to be feuding with Shaq? What happened to that? Why is he fighting? Why is he feuding with Shaq? I guess they dropped it. I guess they dropped it. I I don't know. I guess Shaq thought better of it. They probably offered well, him a lot of money for a one-off, thinking he would be hooked, and then he wasn't hooked. Mm-hmm. But they somehow like they tied that that uh, that woman that uh, I I forget her name. Um, they tied her with Shaq and then tie. Her. She's on every week now. I just can't remember her name. Neither. Whatever. Yeah. Shaq lady. I I gotta say I gotta say yeah. um, I'm more excited for Kenny Omega and John Moxley than I ever really have been for any AEW main event because I'm hoping that we're gonna get a little bit of that like Japan. Uh, Kenny Omega, you know, the I stuff think we he's doing with like Okada or like or like with Jericho, you know. I, I'm hoping that's what we're gonna get, not like the, not like the TNT TV time Kenny Omega. And does it seem? I, does it does it seem a little WCWish that they're putting one of their biggest matches on free TV as opposed to putting it on pay per view where you can make some money off of it? Oh, like like I didn't like realize that. I thought it was gonna be on pay per view. No, I think it's this week. I oh. think it's this Wednesday. I think it's tomorrow. I think. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, it does seem kind of, kind of strange. Because they're going to do a pay per view in January, right? Yeah, you would think they'd wait, but you know, yeah. you know, it's a different era. I think everything is ratings driven now. So. I yeah, they they work in four week cycles. Even if there's not a pay per view, everybody does. It's it's weird. Yeah. So. What were you saying, Ray? I'm sorry. No, I, I was just saying that I think we are going to get some of that because I think AEW yeah. is going. I think they are going to try experimenting with 
doing some different things because they're in a position where this is kind of what you need to do if the idea is you want to compete with WWE. Now that you've shown you can make a good product, you have to differentiate yourself. Yeah, you have yeah. to be now, completely different. And I've gotten a feeling I, – I feel like this might be Moxley's last year coming up. He's running through everybody. Like, they've put him in there with everybody who's a top – he's running out of opponents, isn't he? Like, he's been there with Jericho yeah. and MJF and now Omega – like he, he even had like the thing with uh, Brian like, Cage. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he's go, uh, and and the, the murder hall. He's going through everybody. Um, they even said it on AEW. Like, if Kenny Omega don't beat him, we don't know who will. So, I don't know. That'd and all I can come up with is Cody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. God damn it. <laughs> that's right. <sighs> no, don't be so sad, yeah. Derek. He, he even just, went through MJF. Yeah, I just, I, it's before I liked Cody, and I still like Cody. But there's like the parallels between him and Triple H are like scary, and I don't know if it's on purpose or if he's oblivious to it. But it's uncanny how he books himself. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. Does Cody have a Barian shovel, or does he have some other Barian tool? Because he's just starting out. Maybe he just has like a Barian spade. I mean. He is the son maybe. of the son of a plumber, so maybe he has like a, I don't know. That is a plunger? good question. Yeah, plunger. He has a golden plunger. Or he just, you know. <laughs> the burying the plunger. <laughs> it takes a while to, to bury you, but he'll get around to it eventually. Bless him, baby. I, Bless him down the toilet, I, if you I, will. <laughs> get him coded like daddy. Like daddy coded. Like the daddy. Um, I, I also wanted to mention before we go off the air, I, I thought this was interesting and funny. Uh, Derek, does, does Vince McMahon watch NXT now? I, I haven't kept up with the latest. Is he watching it? I, I don't think he is. I don't think he is either, just based on what they're doing. Um, but they did a thing this week on NXT uh, where Kevin Owens went out and basically made a mockery of like everything – it's like yes. it's like stereotypical yes. wrestling. You know, he yes. did that interview segment, yes. right? And yeah. like he got the chairs out, and then he's like, "Well, my experience is if I mention this guy, I wait three seconds, and his music's gonna play." So, he, so he's getting extra chairs as he mentions somebody, somebody else comes <laughs> out or whatever. And then he says, "You know what? I smell." And he's like, "I don't think Teddy Long works here anymore, but maybe we could get his representative or whoever represents what Teddy Long was to come out and, and make it a triple threat match." And William yes. Regal comes out and makes it a triple threat. Did you you saw this? Yes, and at the Whoa, end, after he, made it, after, after he made it a triple threat match, he looks back at Kevin Owens. He goes, "Player," like Teddy Long, and he right. walks out. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, now I guarantee you, I, I I am I. You can write this down right now. If Vince McMahon watched NXT last week, this week William Regal will come out and go holla holla and do the dance. I guarantee you. <laughs> And that'll be his new thing every week. That will be his new thing. Yeah. Okay. Are we really against this, though? No. It'll be better than when he was a Vegas showgirl. Remember that? We're going. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Poor guy. If you look at the stuff that William Regal's had to do his whole career, it's, it's horrible. I know. And he's like one of Even the scariest Regal. dudes ever to wrestle. He, he's so scary. I know. He does whatever they ask him to do. Yeah. And he's as big as Damian Priest. It's, it's baffling to me. 
I know. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a, like, I remember when he had the match with Goldberg where he kind of like embarrassed Goldberg. And being a kid, you're like, well, yeah. Goldberg can beat up William Regal. Look at him. And then you get that was the front page lock one, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then you get older and you realize if Goldberg would have did anything to Regal, Regal would have ripped his face off. Yeah. You know, I started oh reading a book years ago. I, I really should finish it because he talks all about it. Because he started in like, like, he started in like a carnival environment. Didn't he, Stroh? Like, he was like wrestling like people out of the crowd. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. That's, he that's really cool. Just is the best. I love him. He Lee. is. I love yeah, him. He really just is the best. I'm so happy that he is still in charge of the kennel. <laughs> <laughs> some of my yeah. some of my fondest memories are William Regal and Fit Finley just beating each other up on Nitro and WCW Saturday Night. Oh like my god! Oh man, those matches. Yeah, were bad. insane. That was like a. That was a, that was a bad joke. I'm not gonna make it. Thank you. And <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> There's All right. An so, with, uh, so, yeah. Go ahead, Brady. <laughs> go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was gonna say because I'm gonna I saw change. Interview it. with with David Taylor, who was like Regal's tag team partner, and he was talking about yeah, Finley yeah. And Re- he's talking about Finley and Regal. He goes, uh, "I'm not gonna do the accent." But he goes, "Those two guys loved each other because they hit each other really, really hard in safe places." And I was like, "That's smart." Yeah. No. Speaking of speaking of hitting each other really hard in in safe places, um, so I saw that uh, Alberto Del Rio's ex girlfriend actually said that that entire thing. She said that that entire thing was made up. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. From me. It's horrible. That was my tra- you made the transition even easier for me. I I can't even envision uh, that police report. I mean, it was terrible. It was hard to read. Something like ten punches. He carried her downstairs. Yeah. He 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 sexually assaulted her. He he put a stuffed a sock down her throat and was like, and now yeah. she's saying that none of it happened. Okay, yeah. here's there's two possibilities here, man. Possibility one. Yeah. Possibility one um, is that uh, it did happen, and she, for whatever reason, has decided to forgive him. And take him back. Possibility two is that she figured out there's no money there. You vote. Can't live. I mean, off, I mean and, can't can't live off can't live off him if he has no money and can't get work. Oh, yeah, but that's a that's guess. a hell of a thing to put. That's a hell of a thing to put on a guy's name. Like his career was pretty much over if once those things came out, that was it. I, I could I couldn't imagine anybody. Was I'm, I'm assuming it's still over. I mean, who's going to take him still? Yeah. I mean, okay, like, I'm looking at the police report right now, right? Um, he slapped her across the head, slapped her again, took her to his downstairs bedroom, and slapped her eight more times. That's ten right there. Was forced to put on wow. a dress and dance for him, blah, blah, blah. Refused, prompting him to warn her to cry or uh, take her son, drop him off in the middle of the road somewhere. Tied her hands oh, in no. boxing straps, 
put a sock in her mouth, sexually assaulted her for several hours using objects. Uh, black dickies, I guess. Um, Brady. According to... Uh, oh, I apologize. I apologize. Um, yeah, that really isn't funny. I apologize. Um, he also punched her in the back, causing visible injury. The victim detect- The victim told... Aggravated, yeah, aggravated kidnapping, four counts of sexual assault. Uh, it's crazy. I, I can't even imagine that you would pull back from that. She had, and she, she must have had the bruises, yeah. right? Because they said she had visible markings, right? Yeah, I'm thinking they can pursue so, action even if she doesn't. Because well, something that's just it. If he threatened the kid, if it's true. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a say anymore. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's on yeah. her hands at that point. That's right. And this happened in the U.S., right? Not Mexico. Yeah, it happened in Texas. Um, yeah. Oh, man. That's probably fine. And, and I'm not, I, again, I don't say this to pass judgment on anybody. I, I mean, I wasn't there. I don't know what went on. It just seems strange to me that you would have that detailed of an account with, like, to a certain extent, like, evidence because of the bruises on your body and stuff like that. But, like, to step back and say none of it happened, it doesn't really seem like that's, that's a lot. possible. Yeah, that's a, that's a big jump. Just to go from all those things yeah. to just go, oh, I lied about everything. No. I, I, yeah. I, have, I think it might, the cops might even try to go harder now um, because you kind of made them look like idiots or, you know. But um, that's a lot. Do, do you think that... Do you think that he threatened her if she didn't kind of pull back on it? It has to be something along those lines. Because that's, that's one drastic thing to nothing. That's a large yeah. leap. That's, that's not like, hey, we were arguing when he broke some things in the house. That, those, those are very detailed things. He always struck me as such a scary dude. Like, I, like I, I can remember seeing him at, like, house shows or whatever, and the way he would glare at people – it just, and mm-hmm. I know, like, obviously he's, he's you know, he's playing his part and everything, but, like, he looked like a scary dude. Like, he looked like somebody you do not want to, like, mess with. Uh, I remember when he got fired from WWE the first time um, for, like, smacking, the, like, the cafeteria tray out of that writer's hand. And, like, didn't he, like, smack him upside the head? Like, yeah, he slapped it, him, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And just remember all the stuff that was happening when he was with Paige. Like, it was something every week with those two. And it was always him being yeah. violent towards somebody. Crazy. <clears throat> Crazy. Oh, yeah, um, no, I think, I, he's pro- I think he's probably a very bad guy. I'm just, sa- I'm just saying that, that, that when you – here's the thing. You go, from z- you go from 100 to zero. Yeah. To me – to me, that says either you are an imbecile and you're trying to take him back, or you made that shit up. Yeah. Because you said, yeah. "I know he's a bad guy. I know that uh, this is that if I do this, it will be believable." And then you took it back because you can't live off someone if they don't have anything. Yeah. 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 Could be. Could be. So that's where we are tonight. To end the show on. I know it is. It is. I, I definitely wanted to uh, to talk about it, you know, because it's. Um, oh, for sure. There's, mm-hmm. there's not a lot. There's not a lot else. I mean, 
No, we're in that doldrum period. I would assume that AJ Styles is going to get that pay-per-view main event, right? That's yeah, him and Drew. That's where it's headed. They're kind of aren't easy. They're usually in a things are usually kicking to gear till next month around Rumble time. So I guess they're in a holding pattern for now. Yeah, and I'm assuming if Braun is back, Braun will be the Rumble opponent. If Drew didn't lose the belt before then to be in the Rumble, um, yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Maybe they'll put the belt on AJ for a little bit. I don't know. Do you think Drew, so I was going to say, do you think Drew holds the title to Mania and then he loses it at Mania? I don't know. There's nobody on the wall really built up enough to, to beat him, really, unless, like we said a couple of weeks ago, you go Lashley. Lashley's like the only guy, really. Everybody else, is yeah. just, they've all been beating each other everywhere else. I mean, if I were booking it just from a storytelling perspective, I would think that, uh, him and Roman title for title would be the best match that they could make. That would be my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's you you, that's you could do match. you could do like yeah, what that. they did like what they did with Brock last year. You know, just put one of the champions in the Rumble and have them go through. I, I, if, if either one of them wins it, you can't really fault them. I mean, you know, with the work Roman's been turning in, he'd be a, a fine Royal Rumble winner, and certainly Drew. Um, you know, I, if he's in it, I would assume that Drew's going to win it unless he gets screwed somehow. So, yeah, I mean, that's probably what I would do. Now, I mean, as if they're going to do I, – I heard talk this week that they're going to do Roman and Daniel Bryan. Uh, to me, that's not as big of a match. In fact, it was like a pre-WrestleMania match like a couple years ago. It was like yeah. a fast lane match or something. So, like, I don't know. It just doesn't <laughs> have the same makings, you know? Uh, I would put Big E in there before I put Daniel Bryan in there. Yeah, they've got to start building some guys because they yeah. did all that, last year building Drew and nobody else, and now you have Drew and Roman, and you're going to get to the point where they had Cena and Batista, and there was nobody underneath them. They're just going to have Drew and Roman, and it'll be a drop off to everybody else. I, I, I think they need a new model, and I've been saying it for years. I, I think that it's time to go with a soft brand split. I think. Uh, your champion should be on the show and everybody else kind of floats between. They're only on one show, one program every month or however often they reset it. But, I, you know, I, I think that's the best way to do it because you're making the most use out of everybody then, you know, on, across three shows. I think yeah. that, I, I mean, yeah. I've been saying that for a while. And you're not pigeonholing yourself to, like, this is the role roster, so now Drew McIntyre only really has Bobby Lashley, and they obviously don't want to make that match for some reason. Yeah, yeah they, they've got to make everybody feel important, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, so, the, the hard brand split just doesn't make sense anymore. It made sense, you know, it, it made sense when, when they first bought up WCW and, you know, they had things to do on both shows, but it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense now and you know, you and Derek are right. This we're we're really getting to the point that we were at on um, talking about on this show a decade ago where it's well, I mean, you don't want to see Cena keep winning, but who do you want him to lose to? <laughs> yeah, who who's built up the Beatles? Right. Yeah. I mean, when, like you said, when the brand split started, you turned to SmackDown and it'd be Batista and Booker T and The Undertaker and, you know, 
but, but you know, all these guys, Kurt Angle, then you turn to Raw and it'd be Triple H and be Randy Orton and John Cena. They had enough talent to where you could make it work, but they haven't built enough yeah. guys up for it to matter. Yeah. You know, yeah. part I, of yeah, it, I, yeah. if they don't want to change the model, part of it is that they need to stop win trading. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay for guys to lose. Yeah. Coco Beware built an entire career around losing, <laughs> and his ass got into the Hall of Fame. There so, so like it's like it's okay for guys to lose. You can be a goofy, memorable character and lose. That's true. That is true. I like Zick, if you look at the Zick, early. Yeah. Uh, I was going to finish by saying, you know, like, like, like Zack Ryder. Never won a damn thing worth remembering, but everybody remembers him. Yep, there you go. I was gonna say in the early nineties, <laughs> if you look at, you well, look well, at some well. of those characters, like I love the big boss man, right? I love him to death. But his biggest his biggest win is probably in that jailhouse match against the Monty, who was a, a a comedy character at one point. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you, you want the finger? Give me the finger. <laughs> so you know you don't necessarily have to be a mega star all the time, but you have to make people mean something. And if you put them in meaningful feuds, people will care and they'll look like stars. You can have a top tier star yeah. and a second tier star and a third tier star. It can work. You're right. You can't. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use a comparison of two two guys from a little bit earlier time period that that maybe kind of highlight that King Kong Bundy. I mean, I'm, like, how many times can you think of a, a match where King Kong Bundy's coming out on top? Nope. I, mean, his, I can't. His, I mean, that's just it. His career, his biggest career highlight is losing to Hogan at WrestleMania two. <laughs> you know that's, and you know, you know, you know, but people remember King Kong Bundy. Meanwhile. Back in back in the in the early eighties, Big John Stud ran through everybody. And you know who remembers him? No one. Because the oh, only thing God. that he did the only thing he did that people remember was when he had the slam contest with Andre. That's right. He took the money and threw it threw the money in he threw the money in the crowd. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're but right. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to win all the time. And but we we you know we have these these win tradings going on. And then you know every once in a while you have somebody go on a losing streak. You had you know you had Heath Slater do it a couple of years ago. Um, you had you had Kurt Hawkins doing it for a while. But like that doesn't help. No. That's a storyline that you can do, and if you need to fill, if you need to fill time, and you've got a guy with nothing else going on, fine. But like you have to, have, other guys have to sustain winning. I agree. I, I listen. I agree. I, we've been saying it for a while. Uh, the problem is, it's a televised product, and they're trying to fill so many hours a week. And the only way they can fill so many hours a week is to have everybody uh, take a turn winning. And it's, you can't have somebody. It's it's, it's, it's so yeah. bad because they they have they have the talent. Like, 
for some reason, I, I was they thinking do. about Bo they Dallas do. and how awesome, how awesome Bo Dallas is and how it was, and now they just can't think of anything to do with the guy. But you ruined him when you had something with him, and he didn't. And he didn't with that old Eve character. He didn't have to win every week. His character was getting yeah. over, and they just completely changed the guy, and now he's not on TV. Poor Bo. I know, right? Poor Bo. Poor Bo is dead. Even like teaming him with Michael McGillicuddy for that B team thing, like that was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. He was so good on NXT. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking today, like he was actually feuding with Pac or Puck or Pickpock or whatever the. (laughs) I'm only kidding. He's Aaron Neville. Yeah, he was like, yeah, yeah and, and Sandy Zane and all those guys. And I remember he got, they yeah. kicked him out of Full Sail University and he snuck in and security, security carried him out and he was yelling and screaming. Like, he was awesome about it. Yeah. And then they called him up and they ruined him. And uh, I, I remember, you know, when he first came on Raw when he was being inspirational, he was great. And they <laughs> never, <laughs> yeah. One of my one of my favorite moments, he was talking to Mark Henry. He's telling Mark, you know, you got to believe and Mark and he slaps the microphone out of his hand. He goes, silly me. The mic slipped out of my hand. He goes and he picks it up and he dusts it off. And he just keeps smiling <laughs> yeah. and talking. Like like stuff yeah. like that is a little different. And they just they just ruined it all. It's amazing. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, yeah, we got we got to get out of here because Pandora is uh, <laughs> they're going to be running out of stock soon. Uh, <laughs> but that's true. Uh, no. In all seriousness, uh, this was a, a very fun show tonight. Uh, Derek, did you have anything that you wanted to uh, to plug? Uh, nothing to plug. Uh, great being back, and uh, I guess I'll see you guys next week. Yes, absolutely. Ray, how about you? What do you got? Well, um, uh, first off, always join us right here on In the Room, where Derek McDonald and Stroh and myself uh, help Brady navigate the world of professional wrestling. And for the next 18 minutes, you can get a percentage off of your Pandora order. So hurry <laughs> up and go. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing that people that listen to this don't have money. No, I'm only kidding. They do. Oh, I do. They do. Oh, well, yeah, somebody <laughs> to buy it for. Uh, I can't even decide there's so much crap here. Like, I filled my cart while we were talking, and it's like, I don't want to get it all. Uh, literally, I don't want to get well, it all. Get uh, <laughs> but the problem is then tomorrow I'll, I'll wish I had gotten it, and it'll be full price. Mm-hmm. Just don't buy anything, ever. Mm. There you go. You must be very get popular, her like, Get her, like, a nice <laughs> vacuum or a set of Pyrex or something. <laughs> Mm, you know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Stro, what do you got going on, man? <laughs> oh, man. Well, Thursday night, WCB Retro, greatest commentators and interviewers in wrestling history. We the topic at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then Friday night on the Stro Zone, midnight Eastern Standard Time on Facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro. Double feature. Uh, Billy the Kid versus Dracula, and Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter. So please tune in. I love it. I love it. Everybody, be sure to check out all that stuff. And don't forget to check out all the great shows on VOCNation.com. 
Uh, we're going to be adding some blogs soon, some video content, some video content. So be on the lookout for that as well, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it for this week. If you're uh, in Morganville, New Jersey this Saturday or anywhere in Central Jersey, uh, come on out to ECWA at the Jersey Dugout. And that's uh, Genesee Drive in Morganville, New Jersey. Tickets and information, ecwarestling.com. I'll be there. Stop in and say hi. Uh, That's going to do it for this week. Thank you to DC Drake for an amazing interview. I can't wait to listen back. And if you missed it, Be sure to check it out on your favorite podcast platform. It'll go live uh, very, very shortly. So uh, be sure to look for it there, uh, wherever there happens to be. Uh, Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for, including Stro, Kathy, Derek, Ray, Matt, the entire uh, everybody here involved with VOC Nation. Thank you so much for the time tonight. Everybody take care. Be good to each other. I love you all, and we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.